pillage and talk about shit we stole. Hey, it's rage and pillage. Interviewing all the players, every place we filled it. Reminiscing on the days that we made it. Killing Burley, no chill, man. Got the Viking mindset. Bring the minds to your buildings, leaving fire behind us. A reminder, we drink till the drink diminish. Give a fuck what you think. Came to rage and pillage. The vibe curator, the frequency elevator, Black Brother Thunder, the chocolate boy wonder. I can't hear you, man. I lost you. Uh, I can hear you, Josh. I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Here's the problem with me just flailing my arms around when I rock out. I press things and I press the mute button on my shit over here. (laughs) All right, so, you know, all those things I said, it was the intro. You know what you clicked, you know what you're fucking here for. Fucking, <laughs> but this is fucking part two so of, of the Brother Max saga. Is that you want to call it? The yes, za- za- Zaga. Zaga? Does that work? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Fucking, if you haven't listened to part one, stop what the fuck you're doing. Go back. Now this is going to make sense. When we start talking about his trip to Africa and meeting tribes and all that stuff. It's, you know, <laughs> it's going to get really fucking weird, really fucking fast. But, uh, so before we get into this though, I found out about my new favorite thing on the planet, sir. You ever heard of butt babies? <laughs> of what babies? But B U T T babies. But babies. Yes. No. But I'm sure you're going to tell us. Let's hear it. Oh, I'm going to tell you so much about this, and it makes me so happy that this is real. Um, Well, I think it's real. We should preference that. Preface that because I've only been able to find it on one website. But this is a thing where trans people will take a rubber baby, shove it up their own asshole, to uh, uh simulate childbirth so they can experience childbirth dude oh wow uh-huh yeah how, how are we how how woke are we on this show because <laughs> that's not mental illness let me listen dude listen listen i just had to sign into here we go yes i'm over 18 no nope, that's not the shit holy that's gross okay glad i didn't show that on youtube <laughs> Holy Jesus. Um, Are we going to get dropped from YouTube for this? Not that. <laughs> I didn't show okay. it, luckily. <laughs> um, but, okay, I can't find it. Unless you want to be able to... Do you have that picture, Josh, by any chance? The picture that you... Um, that I sent? sent? Yeah. Oh, Anyways, it's these, little, the it's these little rubber dolls. That uh, they just... Sh- <clears throat> See, here's my problem with it, oh, though. Yeah. The butthole's pretty flexible, so if it can go in, it can come out. Not quite right. like a baby, right? <laughs> so my thoughts are they right. should you ever seen do you remember those little pills you put in water and it would grow into a dinosaur or some shit? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they should make it out of that. So once it's in you, it kind of grows, and then it yeah. just rips a hole. And, yeah, so then you could be pregnant, too. Yeah, dude. You can, you can grow a fetus. Yeah. See, we are so woke on this show. I tell you what. Right. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's the deal. They make it in like three different races. There's a white, black, and then like like a, a Hispanic color, you know? But they're all going to come out brown. Is the, is the, is the, uh, they're all is coming the out brown. Born Everyone already is. racist? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It comes out with blue hair. It's, it's golden. Yeah. It's fucking. But isn't that <laughs> like. I'm, I'm waiting for the if it is truly real. And Lord, tell me it's real. Fucking there's going to be a video comes out of a couple. It's going to be a dead serious, like heartwarming video of a trans couple sitting there. The dude is hand on the shoulder. You got it, baby. Push, push. And the trans dude is just like the Hulk. It's ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ma'am. Just trying to push this thing. The hemorrhoids and the the floppy butthole that's going to be involved is going to be great. Bob. I want to see this video. It will be on the podcast for sure because it'll be done in a tasteful way. Artsy, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did that work? It did work. It did work. Oh, there we oh, go. There we go. Oh, now it's double. No, now it's double. Mute that shit. Mute that shit. Uh, I muted it. All right. Okay. Can Can y'all see it? All right. So you know what? Yeah. We're not, I don't think we'll be able to show this on YouTube. Or uh, yeah. So. No. Prosthetic baby that can be inserted deep in, in deep into the loving embrace of the rectum where a trans woman can experience and celebrate the miracle of childbirth. Here's where it gets weird. Comes in white, brown, and Bushman of the Kalahari. Does that sound racist? <laughs> That's what makes me think it might be fake. But yeah, I don't know. Did you, did you see this on Babylon B? <laughs> uh, no, I wish. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now, Babylon B. <laughs> yeah. I first ran across it on Reddit. Well, actually, you know, what? shout out to uh, Busta Can of Biscuits. She told me about it through somebody that she knew. And then I went on a Google search and couldn't find anything. A couple of days later, it pops up on the fucking uh, Instagram. I'm like, OK, this is going somewhere. Definitely talking about yeah. this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. OK, I think I think we dive back in. Do you remember where we left off? Pretty sure you shaved uh, your head. You're no longer Opie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what happens after the MC? Um, okay, so D oh, actually, you I know started what? using. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Should we give somebody like everybody a brief synopsis? Because some people are assholes and won't go back and listen to the first one. Give give a super brief like pop 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 bullet. Okay. Point. Okay. Real quick. Last week we were talking about. Uh, about my life uh, in the army, dealing with uh, the suicide of my father. Uh, after the army, I got uh, deeply involved in, I guess you could say, the uh, the underworld of society, and uh, started dealing drugs, uh, doing drugs, and uh, very quickly uh, found myself a full blown methamphetamine addict. And um, <clears throat> we're talking about that, I, and I think we left off kind of right. Uh, Right, right before where I, I started living on the streets. I okay. think I was about to start telling that story. Let's dive in because that's always been a 
kind of a, a wild thought for me. Like the idea of it's a fear, actually. I think it's a fear for most people too. Mm-hmm. like living yeah. on the streets. Like, does it dawn on you whenever it happens? Like, oh, shit. I'm homeless now or is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it uh, you know, for the first couple of days, it, it just doesn't seem real. And then and then you just adjust, you know, I mean, really, I, I went, uh, you know, months at a time where the only time that I would go into a building um, was to go into Walgreens to like steal food. Really? You know, uh, I would shower and stuff in the, at the local high school in the swimming pool. Were you were no. you panhandling? No, How? no, I never held a sign. I never panhandled. Um, I would, uh, I was still selling drugs and stuff. You know, when when I was on the street, oh, you know, okay, I never, okay. um, you know, I I was still, still, you know, getting just trying to get enough to to chase that next high. You know, that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I watched a <laughs> yeah, video. So, um, I watched a video the other day of a guy in Sacramento. Um, he was talking about what it's like living on the street and he's like, I get, you know, 600 bucks a month from the government just to live out here. And then, uh, he's like, then he told this story about these kids. He's like, they couldn't have been older than 15 years old. And they walked up and they were looking for, uh, Coke. And I said, well, listen, I'm an old school junkie. You're not going to be able to find Coke out of here, but I can get you this. And then he, he admitted to selling them fucking fentanyl. Straight up, oh, this, this dude's in his goddamn forties, dude. Straight up, like, yeah. It's like, damn. But he's he's he used the term. I'm an old school junkie. We'll find the good shit, you know. God yeah. damn, dude, that's crazy to me. Like zero. Yeah. It have you? Okay, here's a good question. Have you ever sold drugs to somebody you felt bad after? Yes. Really? Do mm-hmm. you care to talk about it or? Uh, is it? Um, if not, it's cool. Yeah, so there, yeah. <laughs> it is funny uh, to ask yeah, a serious question yeah. like that while Josh is using a back scratcher. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. Um, <laughs> I can't so, help it; uh, it itches. <laughs> yeah, so I was homeless. Um, you know, obviously that's where we're at. You know, and yeah. I was I was living, living at the park, and the the park I lived at had a skate park at it. Okay. So there was always, you know, people of all ages coming and going the same, the same kids there every day, smoking weed. Um, you know, I was selling weed, you know, to the same, to the same, you know, people every day. Um, and there was this girl and she was probably 19, 20, you know, um, and I would sell her weed. And, uh, one day she wanted something out, you know, she wanted, she wanted something, uh, something to really get her going. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I, uh, you know, I saw, I think I sold her like five bucks worth of dope and, um, you know, right there on, on the, uh, on the bleachers by the skate park, you know, she crushed it up and did a line and, and, uh, you know, it was, she was, she was off to the races and I've always felt bad about that because, uh, she was a nice, <clears throat> I mean, obviously she was hanging around with the wrong crowd. She was yeah. looking, she was looking for something. You know, like I said, she was like 19 year old girl, you know, but, um, she seemed like she might've come from a good home, yeah. you know, and, and who, you know, she was already smoking weed and, and getting, you know, drunk at a, at a park, you know, for a long time. So she was already that, pretty but, low. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was, she was searching for that, uh, 
that next lowest rung on the ladder, you know, and I'm the mm-hmm. one who showed it to her. Yeah. Eesh. You know, yeah, un- I, unfortunately. I could. And, hey, hey, can, can we, can we preface something here real yeah. quick? Um, I, we're, we're obviously going to get toward, towards the end of my story in this podcast. And I've told some pretty crazy stories last week and I'm going to tell some even crazier ones this week. I, Whoever's watching, whoever's listening, I'm not telling this stuff in a braggadocious manner. I am telling this story because the life I have now is extremely blessed and incredible. And, and I hope that, that the stories I could, I, the, I hope the stories I'm telling is going to help somebody, you know, either, either somebody that's thinking about getting into that life or somebody who has a relative, a son or a daughter or a brother or sister that's a drug addict. I, I hope that the stories I'm telling can give you some insight because it's a dark, dirty, scary world. And that, sure, and that's, you know. and I think that's the main reason we wanted you on because we do know that yeah. through your story, there is a light at the end of the fucking tunnel, right? So yes, there is. If, there if, is. if your, if your story ended with you, you know, on a, you know, burner phone and still sitting on the street, plugged into the sidewalk right. on the side of the road. I mean, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> so yeah, the, your story yeah. is supposed to be a story of, uh, of what's it, what's the right word? I'm kind of buzzed. Uh, Motivation, you know what motivation, I mean? Like, yeah, a little bit of motivation, you know, like for if yeah. in the off chance that somebody is watching this show, you know, is going through some shit, fucking yeah, yeah. This is this is the way. Also, we are not yeah. uh, condoning this kind of type of lifestyle. So not at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, do you want to get into how I how how I ended up actually on the streets? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay. So, uh, I was living in a house. Um, and like, like I talked about last, last week, you know, I, I kind of had my stuff together and I started, I started using and I lost my job. I lost vehicles. I lost Harleys. I lost relationships, you know, the whole nine yards. Right. But I still had this house that I was renting and I wasn't paying rent in the house. Didn't pay it for months, had no power, no, no running water, you know, and, uh, I'm living in this house. Uh, it's me and two heroin addicts living in this house together. Mm. And, um, so, uh, one night I get arrested in, in front of my house. And, uh, what I got arrested for is, is ne- neither here nor there. I will tell you that I was, <laughs> I was facing seven years in prison. Jesus Christ. Um, obviously I didn't go away for seven years cause I'd, I'd just be getting out yeah. or I would have got out maybe, you know, a year ago, whatever. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> so I get arrested and uh go to county jail and this is my first time ever in jail you know and uh i'm in the back of this cop car and i'm spun out i'm high on meth you know um but i'm i'm still so i'm not feeling too bad but i'm scared you know to go to jail i mean i don't all i've ever seen in about jail is you know history channel shows gangland you know type stuff so i I don't know what i'm getting into um and i go to jail you know for uh about two weeks before i'm able to bail out to post my bail so um can we can we talk I, uh, get out what is two weeks in jail like is it holding cell or did you get transferred somewhere no i was in general population what's that like um uh dude jail is a punishment bob it sucks <laughs> i mean it sucks you're in there starving you're bored nothing to do you i mean you literally it sounds cliche, but you literally have no freedom. Yeah. Every, every move that, that you make is, is controlled. Um, it's, uh, you know, dudes are fighting, you know, you can't, uh, 
I mean, that's the you sense know, of it. That's the whole sense of it, too, though, right? I mean, right, right. Yeah, that's, I mean, have freedom. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, jail sucks, man. And and uh-huh. once you go to jail, you don't want to go back. I'll tell you that. Have, have you, know, you ever in your mind, sucks. like, if I know nobody wants to go, but ever in your mind, like, come up with a plan on if you did get sent to prison for some crazy reason, do you have like a plan on what you do? I could have a plan. Look at me. I'm blonde hair, blue eyes. I know where I'm heading, guys. Come on. I'm going to need protection. I'm going to need protection here. <laughs> yeah. I'll be putting yeah, Jolly Ranchers on mean, my lips before too long, I'm sure. You got a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, dude. It sucks, man. It sucks, dude. Eesh. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm in there about two weeks, and I, and I post my bail and get bailed out. And uh, got nowhere to go, you know, so I go back to my house. Even though at this point, we're squatting in this house. I was renting the house. I haven't paid the rent, you know, in months. I mean, we're, we're squatting in this house. Well, Fun fact, I recently just looked up the California squatters' rights. Y'all got the best ones. It's fucking five years, dude. If you can live, if you can squat oh, yeah, in the house for five out. years, dude, and the cops aren't going to fuck with you. If you can squat there for five years, you own that house. How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. um get back to my house and, and as I'm pulling up, uh it's you know, it's the middle of the night. They let you out of jail, you know, in the middle of the night is when they let you out. Eesh. And um all my furniture is in the front yard with for sale signs on it. Ah oh, fuck. Now keep now keep in mind I had two heroin addicts living there when I when I got arrested. So I'm like, what the heck, you know? And Middle of the night, you know, so I, I go into the house and the house is all dark <clears throat> and uh, go into the living room and the living room, you know, was like camping chairs set up yeah. in, in the living room, you know, like like a total like a like what you would think a crack house or a drug house would be, you know, right. There's needles everywhere, um, you know, and I'm using like a flashlight to see. <clears throat> Did y'all name see the anybody. house? Did y'all name the house? Like Casa de Brother Mac or something like that? Or did, you, did y'all have a name uh, we, for the house? Yeah, we would call it the Three Points. Hell yeah. See, everybody yeah. names a house. Everybody names <laughs> yeah. a trap house. Hell yeah. I knew it. I fucking yeah. knew it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I, I, I make my way into the garage. And in the garage, there's like six people in there. Half of them nodded out. You know, two of them are the, are the guys I was letting stay there before I went to jail. And, they, and they're, of course, surprised to see me. They didn't expect to see me. And right away, they're like, oh, hey, you know, you got out. Um, you know, we were just selling some of your stuff so we could put some money on your books. Oh, yeah. yeah and I'm like, sure. yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, OK. You know, and at this point, I've been clean, you know, for like two weeks. So my senses are kind of coming back around. I'm like, yeah, OK, you know. And uh, <clears throat> and so. um Right away, I start asking, you know, who's got some dope, you know, and somebody breaks me down, you know, two, two big old gaggers like we talked about, you know, last mm-hmm. weekend. I bust them, you know, back to back and, and it's, it's off to the races again, right you know. Um, and uh, over the next couple of days, there was a few situations between me and these individuals um, <clears throat> that uh, got, uh, had the potential to turn very violent and it was over. Um, money and stuff of mine that was stolen while I was in jail because obviously they didn't think I was coming back. Now um, on that, does it, that, does it heighten your mood swings and stuff like that? Does it just make everything that much worse? 
on 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 the on the dope. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, especially when you've been up for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you're coming down, and you know, um, <clears throat> so I I felt that it was best. Well, and the cops were 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 sitting on our house, were oh, sitting on that house, shit. you know, like like nonstop, you know. So I knew it was just a matter of time before I got raided. Um, you know, and, and went back to jail. So I thought that it was in my best interest to to vacate that area, and I had nowhere to go. So I went to the streets. Damn. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I just uh, went to the streets. Um, <clears throat> my first night, you know, being homeless was just a, a trip. You know, of course, I didn't sleep because I was doing doing meth. You know, and I just. It was like sitting at this park, just sitting there, you know, like smoking cigarettes all night, you know, like not, not Shit. knowing what I was going to do. Um, and then, uh, you know, moving on a little farther, you know, there was little things that, that happened that aren't, aren't really worth mentioning, but I, I finally fell into a cycle of, I wouldn't say comfort, but I, I had a routine down to survive. Yeah. On, and, and on the streets, you know what I mean? That was something I was going to say. Yeah. So I don't know if I've ever mentioned to you on here. I know I've said on the show, but my dad runs a drug rehab, right? So I've heard all these like wild stories from guys that lived on the streets, right? And that's why I asked about panhandling earlier, because uh, the guys who get a corner, they hold on to their corners hard. Like they will fight for their fucking oh, yeah. corners. See, this is my goddamn story. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. So you'll see a lot of young kids that are strung out that'll just pop up on a corner and some old old timers show up like get the I will fuck you up that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but they all and, uh, they uh, all mention that same thing. They hit a routine and it's just like okay, this is life now. You know. Yeah. And uh, a lot of those guys, in in my experience, um, <clears throat> you know, with there's there's the the two when you think of hard drugs, you know, the the two that that come to mind uh, is meth. Uh, and uh, heroin. Yeah. Now, meth doesn't have nearly the withdrawal like heroin does. Um, you know, with, with heroin, like you have to have it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, I mean, you that that's when you hear stories of mothers that are heroin addicts. You know, prostituting their children out to get more yeah. drugs. Yeah. You know, because you you have to have it. There there's no not having it. I've I've seen people get what they call dope sick. Yeah. You know, um, whereas with meth, um, if I didn't have dope for three or four days, I would be extremely irritable. <laughs> My only mission in life would be to get more dope and I would eat and I would sleep. I wouldn't necessarily get physically ill like like you would with heroin. Is, so is, a lot of those guys that are panhandling and shit like that are, are heroin addicts. Is meth like. Is meth like coke like. Well, obviously not, because I think you said last week that you'll be up for a few days just off one bump, that type of thing. Right. Like, like, because Coke, you know, everybody's going back every 20 minutes, that type of thing, you know. So that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I, how, how similar is it? it? Meth would be, you know, and I've done, I did a lot of Coke, you know, before I started doing meth. Um, meth, I, I would have to compare it to like the purest, best cocaine in the world times a thousand. Like wow. I, that's that's really the only that's really the only way I, I can, you know. Have you ever uh, have you ever done heroin? No, no. Because uh, you know you know like on on shows and stuff when when you see people do heroin and whatnot and then just like 
and they're shooting it up and then they do it and then they're just like yeah that's called the nod bro they nod yeah, yeah. they're not i'm just like and, yeah. but they're like and they pass out and yeah and i'm like how is that enjoyable it must feel like, awesome dude, for them to do it you know what i mean but I, i'm scared yeah so um the reason I, n- I never did heroin was because like i said i, I lived with two heroin addicts um and uh one of them one of them had been doing heroin like since he was a kid and one of them was a recent addict and the recent addict he would nod out really really bad and um he he would be in the house like i would be out in the garage tweaking you know and i would come in the house and this is like before our gas and stuff you know got got shut off yeah and he would have the oven open and a frozen pizza in his hand and he would be standing like this hey. holding he the just, frozen pizza just and he just couldn't get it in there just oh because he's just so yeah well yeah. just just I mean, standing there just like that you know and um and i would yell his name i'd be like hey you know i'm obviously not gonna say his name you know and i'll tap on the shoulder and He'd look at me like, oh, hey, you know, and then he'd put the yeah. pizza in there, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's heroin or I have, people. I have a um, don't worry, I ask. I have a I have a family member who is who is addicted to heroin and I just can't just can't fathom like it's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you've, you've, had, yeah, you've, nice you've definitely had some issues going on with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was it was a wild <laughs> a wild freaking ride. So um so I'm I'm on the streets at this point, you know, li- living at this park. Every day was like a movie. Um, you know, you you hear the term like people say, "Oh, well, you know, we're living minute, you know, living day to day, you know, just out here living day to day." I I could tell you I was living literally minute to minute. Wow. No plans, no, had, had no idea if, uh, if I was going to jump into one of my homeboy's cars and go score some dope, or if I was going to jump in one of my homeboy's cars and go, you know, try to ride on somebody, beat somebody up. Like, or yeah, that's what I was, I was about to say, fly. like rob somebody or something. Here, here's, here's a quick thing. Cause sometimes I, I fantasize about this, right? Like, and you actually lived it. So here's the question. Now, I don't know if living with addiction is going to make a difference in this question, but you were truly living a life with of no responsibility. Right. What's that like? Right. Um, As when you, when you become an adult, you get just pounded with responsibilities and shit. Was, mm-hmm. Is there almost a weight off your shoulder is or is that weight of addiction just more than it could, you know? Uh, it. I could say it was definitely a carefree lifestyle because the only the only thing that I had to do that day was get high. With score. Okay. Right. We, yeah, was was be intoxicated at some point by something, whether that was um, you know, smoking weed. Um if if I couldn't score any dope, I, I would go and steal a bottle of, you know, steal a bottle of booze and just, you know, get blackout drunk and pass out at the park. I mean, it was terrible, dude. This actually works out kind of well to the format of the show. Instead of us asking the craziest thing you ever stole was, what's the method of stealing a bottle of booze? How's that done? So, (laughs) so 
in California, as everybody knows, you can walk into a store, steal whatever you want, and walk out with it, and nobody is going to stop you. Okay, goddamn it! All right, that doesn't count. Then you still have to tell your rage and pillage stories. Oh yeah, yeah, because my story <laughs> that good one. So okay, we don't wanna... okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to give us some but, cool uh, insights. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's simple. Just walk in and put, you know, walk out. That's wild. Um, but do, one, do, one of the on craziest the street, things on, that on the street, do people get laid straight in a oh, straight yeah. way? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't want, yeah. I know you're uh, married with kids now. I don't want to ask you those questions. That's yeah. just the main question. I but you know, ask. dudes ain't the only ones that are drug addicts out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Word. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just wondering okay, about well, that. And that, that. That brings me to something that I, that I was just going to bring up. Um, one thing. And as you guys know, from last week, I was not raised this way. I was raised very well. You right. know, I, I was not raised this way, you know, I was running, I was running with guys that had been homeless their entire lives that, that they would go to school, their mom would pick them up from school and they would go back and they would play on the playground at the park and then go to sleep at the park. Wow. You know, and guys that this was all they knew, their parents were addicts, their grandparents were addicts, you know, and uh, it, one of the biggest things that I will always take away from being in in that life and and being on the streets is, you know, I'm sure we've all heard the term a criminal underworld. Yeah. And <clears throat> in, in large towns and cities um, where I was doing all this at um, was in uh, Modesto, California. I'm, I don't live there anymore, but there was, it, it's, it's like there's two, two societies that are coexisting. One society is normal society. Dad wakes up and goes to work. Mom takes the kids to school and to soccer, pla- soccer practice, whatever. And then the other side, the other society is that drug, heroin addict, uh, drug deals, prostitution society. And the the good household, the mom that takes the kids to soccer practice is completely oblivious. I mean, sure, they see homeless people on the streets, but they're completely oblivious to the fact that there's this entire other society that that is existing right under in that nose. city yeah. with, with a hierarchy with I mean, you know. An entire other society. It's it's crazy, man. It really is weird. It's bizarre. Here's a weird question. This might sound stupid, but it's it's funny in my head if it's true. Is there like a a leader of the homeless, the homeless king? Like you got to pay um, pay your dues if you're in his territory, type of thing. Uh. Yeah, but what? Hold on. This is gonna be awesome. Hold on. Well, I've always wanted to know the. I want to know about the homeless king. Hold well, on. <laughs> um, where where I was at, um, they, I I didn't let nobody else stay at that park. Um, where where I was at. Now I I wasn't in like a homeless camp like like you would think like you see on TV where there's tents and and everything. It, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Like because um, you're scared you're gonna get robbed or something from them. Right. And, and also that park was where I made my money, uh. you know, so, so there would be like high school kids um, and stuff that would be out there trying to sell weed and stuff. And um, I tell them, you know, that that's fine. You sell your, you could sell your weed, whatever, but you have to break me off. Hold on. Hold, yeah. on. hold on. Hold on. Zach, Zach, Zach. Were, were you the homeless king? Holy <laughs> shit. We have met. We went straight to the top. 
Holy <laughs> fuck. No, dude. <laughs> I I was not I was not the homeless king. I just might have I might have made sure that I was the only homeless guy in that vicinity. You were the HK uh, in charge, bro. HK else. in charge. Fuck yeah, so you were dude. the prince of that park then. <laughs> I, I was King Dirtbag. There you go. Hell you yeah, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh no. That's fucking hilarious. Okay, sorry I derailed but, uh, it. Yeah. I just in my head there's gotta be a you you mentioned the word hierarchy and I was like Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> like, there's a king. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, it's, dude, it's freaking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I hate to make light of the situation, but, you know, it is a comedy show. But, <laughs> <again>. <laughs> so, OK, so. You know what? We're going to make a little bit more light of it because I have more questions that are weird as fuck. Um, All right. You were living on a playground? Uh, not not on one, but next to one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you were like living in the the spaceship or the or the fucking. <laughs> I was about to say. So what did you do when it rained? Did you get in the spaceship when it rained? No, I would uh, I would go into the bathrooms, the park bathrooms. Oh, California's got the nice parks. <laughs> That's horseshit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Around here, you got to get in the fucking the the fucking. Either the top of the jungle gym, right where the slide is, or the spaceship in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I, I would either I would either go into the park bathrooms, or there was a big um, a big area with a bunch of picnic tables that was covered. Nice. Kind of had a shade. Out, was, uh, but I guess yeah, park, yeah. parks because our parks are kind of like well in Georgia anyway. Our parks are like um, baseball fields with dugouts plus yeah, park jungle gyms and shit for kids too. Yeah, yeah. Th- this this park was big. If if I had to say acreage, I, maybe four acres. I I don't know, but it had two full size baseball fields. It had a whole picnic area. Had a skate park. Had um, a horseshoe area. Tennis court. Like it was a big park. It wasn't like yeah. you know the park across the street from your house. Are it you, was a big facility. Are you watching the games on Saturday? No, but no, but I loved it when there was games because I know that there would be a ton of recycling uh, recyclables in the trash cans. Ooh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. As soon that. as they would leave, I'd, I would hit those trash cans <laughs> and gather up all the plastic bottles and cans. Okay. Did you? What was oh, the food yeah. situation? Were you ever eating? I was, yeah. That's what I was exactly what I was about to say. Did you ever eat the food? So my um, my diet and, and keep in mind, you know, I was using meth. So you're right. you're, you're eating, eating very little. You're not eating you know? much. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so so my diet would consist of um, like uh, dried top ramen, crunch it up in the bag and sprinkle the seasoning in there, mm-hmm. and, I, and I would eat that. And jailhouse um, chips, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, that, that was pretty much it. I mean, you know, I would go to like, um, I would go to a Walgreens that was next, that was there next to the park, and I would go in there and I would stuff my pockets with like honey buns and stuff, man. I mean, you know, you're talking no, no nutrients, no like shit, nothing, bro. you know, starving. What, what do you death. think the longest you went without food was? You know, I mean, get around about, um, <clears throat> but probably without having a single bite to eat. Yeah. May, maybe three days, but yeah. that's hard because because the Ooh. the only way that you can keep going <clears throat> is by keep using. And for me, I would snort it. 
Yeah. So if your stomach was, if there's absolutely, absolutely nothing in your stomach, you start throwing up when you catch the drip. Yeah. That drip will make you. So I would, yeah. Yeah. So I would try to like force myself to eat, you know, force myself to eat. If I knew I needed to do another line coming up. What was your, what was the timeline between lines? If, if let's just say you had as much as you wanted, like what was the timeline? Um, so I, like I was telling you guys last week, I would do like five up, two down, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. and and I, I would wake up on that first day and I would do like two, you know, big, big boy lines. Some railroad spikes. And, uh, yeah, like, like railroad spikes, you know, and that would keep me going, you know, for like, like 24 hours before I felt I wanted another one. Wow. Um, and Damn. from that point, I would do smaller lines, like, like one line, but much smaller, just to, just to keep me up, um, <clears throat> you know, and then uh, it would get to where, for me, it was around five days. And I've heard of people that stay up for 11 or 12 days, but I, I think I was Good using Lord. so much. And, and, I'm, and when I say stay awake, I'm not talking about taking naps. I'm, yeah. I'm saying awake, they, awake. They started hallucinating you know? at that point and seeing right. weird shit, yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was about five days was like max that, that my mind and my body could take at that point, you know, I would try to do another line to keep going and I would just start, start dry heaving. I would start vomiting, Mm. you know, whatever. So at that point, you know, and by this point, your mind is, is you're, Uh you're in meth psychosis at this point, you're suicidal. You're thinking that there's, that there's helicopters flying around watching you. Um, you know, and so at that point, you have nothing. You, you're not, you're not going to go any farther. You got to go to bed. You got to go to sleep. Yeah. And it, and it would take about 24 hours after my last line for me to actually be able to fall asleep. How long? Are you, how long are you sleeping? Um, <clears throat> you know, 17, 18, 20 hours. That makes sense. Straight. That makes sense. Wow. You know, that's wild, um, I would. Uh, it, it was quite often. <laughs> But I would go to sleep at night, you know, it would be dark and I would wake up and it would be dark because I had gone to bed that night and I had slept all the way through the day and all the way into into like early the next morning. Man, you know, that's wild. So how long, how long does this last? So I was full blown on the streets like that. Um, for about eight months, Eesh. Um, about about eight months of, of hard, hard street life, hard, uh-huh. hard drug abuse, um, you know, and uh, so what what kind of brought that to an end <clears throat> was uh, I had found a, a female companion on the streets. Um, about a month before I got off the streets, I had, I found out this girl, she was a heroin addict <coughs> and, um, <clears throat> but she was just a, a companion, you know, not, not a girlfriend, really just someone who, you know, an, an extra hand in, in, in helping secure food and helping secure meth or, you know, whatever we needed. It was just a, a companion. Her name was Russell. <laughs> her name was ma'am it's ma'am yeah she had the cutest she had the cutest adam's apple but man she could score some dope <laughs> yeah. and so um one day and th- this will bring my 
my homelessness portion to an end here. Um, one day, uh, we, we had rounded up enough money, uh, to try and get a hotel for the night to shower and stuff like that, yeah. you know? And, um, <clears throat> I had sent her or, or you know, well, she, she had gone, um, to secure this hotel room and she had taken my phone and, and everything to take it to the hotel room. And I was staying at the park and I was going to meet her there. And the reason I was staying is I was waiting to score for us for the night. And, um, so I get our, I, I score for us and, and I make my way to this, to this hotel and this hotel, you know, is a, is a prostitution drug hotel, you know, and, and she's nowhere to be found. Um, and so I start asking around, you know, Hey, did you see this girl? And they describe her. Or I, I describe her and I hear from a couple people that uh, she had gotten the car and taken off with a guy. And I guess the guy was like a known, like, you know, heroin hustler. Yeah. And so I basically got robbed by this girl, but you know, my cell phone, everything I had, all the money I had, she took off with this heroin dealer guy. And um, so of course I'm fuming, you know, um, you know, saying if I ever get my hands on her, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I go back to the park and, um, I, uh, and, and when I get back to the park, the, the cops are at the park. They're, they're driving through the park, like shining their spotlight, you know? And so I take what dope I have, I throw it in the grass, you know, and, yeah. um, the cops kind of roll by me, you know, and, um, and, uh, I'm like thinking, you know, that, that's a close call. I'm not about to go go back and get that dope because they got to be watching the park they got to be watching me because i know they were watching me they knew i was there and they knew what i was doing you know yeah. for those for those months and uh <clears throat> so i end up going to sleep and uh sleeping you know behind the bushes where my, my normal spot was you know and uh i have nothing at this literally nothing at this point because she had taken everything i had uh, everything i owned at this point was the clothes on my back you know not a phone nothing I had like my wallet with an ID, you know, that, that was it. And I go to sleep and, um, I wake up the next morning and I'm just like, you know, what, what am I going to do? You know, I, I'm, I, I got good sleep and my mind was, was somewhat clear at this point, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know why I don't, I, I think that her robbing me like that, it might've been the, the breaking point for me mentally. Um, and I just, how do you, I, I, I mean, just, it, was it the full, like, was it the, uh, what's that thing? There's like, there's eight stages of, of grief or whatever. You get the anger and then you, you come to terms with it. And then, and then the next after you have with this, it's not 12 steps. That's for fucking rehab, but you yeah. know, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Eight stages of grief or some yeah, shit. It's seven, yeah. I think it's seven stages of grief. That's too many steps for me, dude. I'm being honest with you. I'm fat. So, <laughs> but so you hit all those stages within how long? God. I'm guessing you started Wait. off pissed and then you were sad and then you got depressed and then what? Yeah. 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 I, I, dude, I, I can imagine. I'm not even making a joke here. Like it's fucking. Yeah. You, you have an addiction at this point and then everything was taken. You got straight robbed. Like even your, 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 Oh, you know what? Can we backtrack a second? Cause you mentioned a phone. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking to your family at this time? Oh. Yes. And no. 
Um, Are you making phone so, calls to family and talk like your moms or something? You know, like not my mom, not not really. Um, Were they aware of your situation? You know, yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I actually had when I first got on the streets, I actually had um, an aunt that uh, that did her best to to try and help me. Let me. Uh, she let me stay with them for a little while. Um, on the, and and the terms were that I would not use that I would, that I would get a job that I would try to try to bounce back from this. But, um, you know, I was using un, under her nose, um, you know, and it, I, so my, my aunt specifically her and her and her husband, um, did make a solid attempt to help me, Yeah, but I didn't want to get clean at that point. I wanted to, I wanted to do my thing, so, you know, and, and not to use the the worst word ever, but you kind of betrayed, you know, their trust or whatever in their house. And yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, um, and of course me and my aunt, you know, have, have a relationship now and, and yeah. you know, my, my family and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, you know, she, she did her best to try and help me. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was just a drug addict dirt bag, dude, yeah. you know, and, and she had <laughs> two young kids. You can't have me in the house. You yeah. know what I mean? So okay. she, she did what she had to do, you know, and, and, uh, so I went back to the streets, you know, and, and I was back on the streets for, you know, about, about another six months, you know, I said it was eight, eight months total. And then after, after I had stayed at her house for a little bit and she couldn't handle me, you know, I was back out for about six months. Wow. Okay. Okay. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a Holy difference shit. between, between you and other drug addicts and, and kind of my situation. To that you wanted to stop and and you tried to do something about it to stop versus some people that I know <clears throat> are not trying to and they're still going to keep living that life because honestly they don't want to it's not that they can't not that right. it's going to be easy but I, th- I feel like it kind of takes over your mind believe me I mean I, I'm probably on the verge here you know right here but but i think that there is a, i mean i think zach would know more than anybody it was probably more of a mental thing and and a, and a there is a, a physical dependency as well you know so yeah when, for when, sure when the and, dts and it, kick in it's tough you know yeah and, and you you have to think being on the streets you know being for that guy that's on the street corner okay not even talking about me but that guy that's on the street corner with that sign that that's living in a tent and is recycling trash. Um, it's super easy to say, Oh, get a job, you know? And, and, but for that individual, they are so far gone. Their life is so far gone that the only immediate satisfaction, the only immediate happiness that that person is going to find is by getting high. And that's and, and that's and why that's, I, that's why I hate the whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps. There are fucking different situations for fucking everybody, you know. Right. And right. I didn't mean that. And I didn't mean that. As no, a, no, no. I, I didn't think you did, Josh. No, 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 yeah. I didn't think you did, Josh. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was I just playing devil's mean, advocate. Sure. I kind of, I kind of meant it as you know, you know my situation, Burley. So, I do. Yeah. And 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 I think that that person is still capable of doing something, but. 
they are choosing not to. Yeah. You want you want to give the vaguest of definitions of what you're talking about without being too specific? Not really. Okay, gotcha. Because <laughs> I'll dig because I'll dig in too deep, and I just don't even want to. Gotcha, so. gotcha. But uh, so an, an, another thing that that I had going for me was, as I said earlier, I wasn't raised this way. Right. And a, a lot of people, like I said, you know, they just they just don't know. They don't know nothing else, you know, from, right. from the time they were kids. Uh, so <clears throat> I wake up that morning, like I said, and, and that, that was big on my mind. I remember thinking like, like, what are you doing, Zach? Like you were not raised this way. You're, you're hanging out with people that are like third and fourth generation, like drug addicts. And here you are like the first generation of drug addict in your family. Like, like mm-hmm. what, you know, and it, and I had nothing. I had no way to, to eat food. Like I, I finally had nothing, nothing. Jesus. Except for my, except for my veterans ID and my driver's license or no, I don't even think I had my driver's license. I think I just had my veterans ID. Did you meet a lot of and, veterans um, out there? Say again. Did you meet a lot of veterans out there? Um, the, in, in, in Houston, yeah. the guys on the corner are always, They'll always write on their signs. They're veterans, you know, so I, I just wondering if yeah. how many are true and how many are. You think a lot of people just bullshit about that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> think I would. I 100% hard would. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not going to believe I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm underfed. Uh, if I write hungry, they're going to be like, get the fuck out of here, fatty. <laughs> Here's a question. Here's a good question. I've done this before. I have had beers in my car and try to hand a couple beers to a guy and they're like, I don't drink. I've I've, right. I've helped people out at the gas station before and said he like he was trying to buy food and and he didn't have enough money to buy food and I said get what you want I'm buying it get as much food as you want I'll buy in it and then I I had just bought some beer and I walked out there and I was like hey I was like I got some beer you want yeah I got I got some Coke Mountain Dew whatever and some beer do you want you want some beer you want a Coke whatever and he was like no I'm good I don't drink anymore. He's like, I'll take a Coke. We're like, hey, wow, all right. okay, okay. I thought, I thought, yeah. I thought that was just might maybe a drug thing or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no telling, dude. I mean, you know, every you you go through the homeless population, every single person is is gonna have a different story. Everybody's got a different no different background. Yeah, for sure. I, I knew. I mean, you know, I one of the heroin addicts that that lived with me, he didn't drink. You know, but he shot up heroin. <laughs> you know, so did you ever I mean, be like, "What the fuck"? I, See, I, I'm, uh, an, I'm, yeah, an, I I'm an inquisitive dude. So even if I was like yeah. shooting up next to you, I'd be like, "What the fuck, bro? Come on!" You know, I'm like why? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he just, you know, heroin was was his thing. Can you imagine you know? a dude shooting up next to you and being like, "Alcohol's bad for you, bro"? But, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, have y'all ever seen that shit called Crocodile? Yeah. Okay. No. Well, I mean, I've seen it on like TV. Yeah. Well, that's what I think it's I think it's mainly in Russia, I think. But yeah. that shit, have you, you know what I'm talking about, Josh? Okay, it's this shit that you inject. It must feel amazing because it literally rots off your skin. It must be the most addictive thing on the planet. Am I right, Zach? It's got to be. It's got to be because this stuff, it literally, it's called crocodile because it turns your skin looking like a crocodile. 
and then the skin starts falling off. Some people you can see their bone in their arm and shit like that. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, it's fucking yeah. crazy looking. I, I don't want to pull it up now. We'll get kicked off of YouTube for sure. But that <laughs> shit, like, it, it must be the most addictive substance on the planet. It has to be to know that that's gonna happen, and you still do it. You know, it's yeah. nuts. I've never okay, heard of sorry, dude. We keep, we keep getting sidetracked off the main the main course. Okay, but so. Welcome to Rage and Pillage Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I, can I pee real quick, Burley? Hell yeah, dude! We'll turn right. on some uh, some some royalty free hip hop for you. Uh, up on you. <laughs> All right, we're back. So I do need to say this one joke because I've been sitting on this since last week and I have these weird thoughts in the car while I drive around. Do you think. <laughs> Wait, are, are, are meth babies the same as crack babies? They're born addicted. Um, I don't know, but I know that it does affect babies in the womb. OK, well, in my head, they come out addicted. Right. And I feel like it's probably best to have a. Crack or sorry, a meth baby because their teeth are gonna fall out anyways. Huh? Huh? Hey, come on, that was a good one. All right, you know, let's get one of these. All right. <laughs> He's been uh, sitting on that I've, for fifty-six minutes. I've been sitting on that one for a while. Point. I was waiting for it to. I was gonna shoehorn that shit in anyways. Did you have any effects like that? That's what I was gonna ask earlier. Whenever you went into jail. Did you have all the sores and shit? Yeah. So everybody knew mm -hmm. your your affliction while you were there. Oh yeah, I mean when when I walked in <clears throat> to the uh, to the holding cell, and by the time I got housed, you know, like I told you, <clears throat> I I had just done two huge lines thirty minutes before I got arrested. You were chatty. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. So I yeah. was, you know. And my pupils were this big around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and when you go into jail, the first thing everybody's asking you is, did you bring anything in? Did you bring anything in? And everybody thought I had brought dope in because I was obviously tweaking. Yeah. Oh, but no, no, I did uh, it before I got here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yes, yeah, so that's what I was telling. Like, no, man, I just did two big old gaggers right before I got picked up, you know, <clears throat> so. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was thinking about that earlier and I didn't get a chance to kind of butt in. I didn't want to <laughs> interrupt your story too, too much. Cause I'm already doing it a lot, but, uh, okay. Uh, it's all good. All right. So, so um, you get robbed. You're, you're hitting rock bottom pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next move? So, like I said, I, I woke up that morning and just, and just was going over in my head. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, I thought, you know what? I got nowhere to go. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go to the VA and I'm going to try to get help. <clears throat> and it, why I didn't do this prior, I, I don't know. Do they you know, offer but, that uh, kind of help? Is that a common thing? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the VA is, uh, is the Veterans Affairs, Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, they have hospitals, uh, treatment facilities, you, you know, you, you name it, they have it. Um, for for veterans they do va home loans they you know all, all sorts of stuff so um <clears throat> i walk probably about a four mile walk and um how much you weigh in about I walk, this time huh how much are you weighing about this time eight months on the streets so you probably about, lost some weight oh yeah i think 
I was about 212 pounds, I think, when I checked into detox. What do you walk around at? 300 easy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're down. So I was skin and bones. You know, you said you're 6'5? Yeah. I'd kill for your height. All right. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I, I walked to the VA clinic. And I walk into the, to the triage there and they have, you know, people sitting, sitting at the front desk, just like any doctor's office would, you know, and they call me up next, you know, and I walk up there and, and, uh, a lady asked me, um, you know, hi, sir, do you have an appointment? And I, I said, no, I, I don't have an appointment, but I, I need some help. And she's like, okay, you know, well, can I schedule you an appointment or, you know, what, what do you have going on? And, and I just said, I need help. And I just broke down crying. Eesh. And, uh, and she looked at me and I, I think, you know, once she like looked at me again, she was, I think she obviously was like, okay, this, this guy, you know, is, is on, is on some other shit, you know? Yeah. And, uh, were you high walking so in or were you, were you, no, I, no? I wasn't high cause okay. I, I had, I had slept, okay. you know, so okay. I was, yeah, I, I wasn't under the influence of, of anything at this point, you know? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, she tells me, okay, you know what? Um, she said, would, would you like to talk to mental health? And I said, yeah, she said, have a seat. I'm going to have somebody come and get you. And, uh, I said, okay. And so I sit down and, you know, an hour, I don't know, you know, how much time goes by and, and a guy comes out and he actually looked like a, like a 60 year old version of Josh. Big old beard, you know, and <laughs> and uh, Josh he calls 50, my name. Josh is fifty five, so he feels a little <laughs> upset. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he calls my name and he's like, "Hey, come on back," you know. I go back to his office, you know, and he's like, "Okay, you know, Zach, uh, what what's going on with you today?" And I just started weeping. No shit. Like just, just you know, like like breaking down, you know, like like all of the. It was like everything that everything that had happened from the war to my dad's suicide to to uh, to family stuff to drug addiction to divorce. Uh, I I like let it loose on this guy's desk. Uh, I just I completely broke down, and um, and I just told him I I said man I'm I said I'm homeless uh, I'm I'm a drug addict and I I can't stop using and. And I have nowhere else to go. I, I don't, you know, I, I said, I don't, I don't know what to do. I have nowhere else to go, but I am a veteran and I was honorably discharged. Like, like, please help me. And, uh, he said, okay. You know, and, um, we, we talked for a little while more, um, but long story short, they, they put me on a shuttle, like a, a <laughs> shuttle bus and took me, uh, from the city I was in to a very large, uh, VA facility. It's, it's like an entire college campus. Really? It's a huge VA facility, um, with, with multiple different facilities within it. It's like a small city this VA thing in the Bay area, um, and, uh, of California, like next to San Francisco, yeah. that, that area out there. Um, <clears throat> and I checked into, uh, well, at first, they wanted to make sure that I was like mentally stable. So I went into the mental, into the mental ward under a 5150 hold for a while. And, uh, after that, they put me into a detox program, which hold was on. like, you can't just skip you know, over that. 
What kind of oh. people? What kind of people did you meet in there, sir? But it was, dude. Okay. Were you so, the sane one in there? Yes, dude. Give me one so good the, story. The reason, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. So, so the main reason they put me in the in the mental ward, um, is because I was waiting for a bed to open up in the in the addiction program. Yeah, uh, I was, you know, because they they only took you know so many people, and uh, and I'm I checked myself in the mental ward and I told him I said I will stay here no matter how long it takes, and uh, for for me to get into this program, you know, so I was in there for about 12, 14 days, dude. Whoa! And, and I'm talking the whole time. I don't have shoelaces. I'm wearing like a hospital gown. There's guys that are like standing there screaming at the screaming at the wall. Um, it's nuts, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like TV, like, like TV. you know, like, like you see, like, like a mental one, one a mental flew over the cuckoo's nest type of shit. Yeah, exactly. Holy exactly. shit! What is it like being feeling like I'm not the crazy one? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were, dude. but you're really not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there were some dudes in there that were just, I mean, mentally, but. I mean, I mean, guys, there were guys in there that lived there permanently. You know what I mean? But, dog, you're 14 days of in there. You had to be going through DTs, right? Like. Yeah, but yeah, but like, like I mental? said, I mean, I, I think my. No, I, I like, like I said, it, for me, like a, a withdrawal and stuff from meth would just be sleeping and eating a lot. And at this point, I was just so thankful to have somewhere. You, you got to think this is the first time I had a clean bed to sleep in. In forever, this is the first time I had clean clothes and, and a shower and, and food mm-hmm. and somebody that, you know, showed me, you know, that they cared about me in forever. And, and I just remember having a feeling of like deep thankfulness. I think that my biggest withdrawal was probably from smoking cigarettes. Oh, All I wanted oh, was a cigarette the whole there. time. You know what's funny? No. You, you, we are like in a yeah. super serious part of the story, and Big Hobbs just showed up. What's good, fellas, with double beard <laughs> chats on here? <laughs> what's up, Avi? <laughs> uh, nah, man. Like, like. Oh, so you're not allowed to smoke in there? <clears throat> Jesus Christ! No. You know the movies really fuck you up because they at least let you smoke in the movies. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. In the movies, yeah. Can you smoke in jail? <laughs> you can't smoke in jail, can you? No, that's why everybody's pissed off. Yeah, exactly. Imagine being able to <laughs> trade your friend for a pack of cigarettes. That'd be great. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. So now, okay. How, okay. Let's, how close to the movies are you dog with like, are they giving you little things of pills to fucking calm your ass down? Or are you just, ch- you sitting it out? Uh, I, I was just sitting it out, but, but there was pill call and there'd be guys, you know, lined up talking to themselves and taking, you know, little cups with pills. Are you, you know. sharing a room with um, one of these people? So they had me. Yeah. I, I shared a room with a guy that, uh, who was also waiting to get into the detox program. Oh, so okay. They, so they he's like you, he's more like you than he is like one of the crazies. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, most of mine and his conversations over those 12 days, we're talking about how crazy all these mother effers were. You know? Okay. Okay. These mother effers. Yeah. Come on now. Come yeah. on, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, I love that you were telling your story. I got to tell you that right now. This is fucking dope. Yeah. 
Can we can yeah, we do yeah. can we do a cheers for you, sir? Thank you, sir. This is fucking awesome. I'm glad you came back for fucking part two. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> fucking so, uh, this is sick. Hell yeah, I love it. So I end up um doing inpatient drug rehabilitation with the VA for like 11 months. And, uh, so, and and it was kind of like a stage of programs. Uh, the first program I did was a 30 day program and it was, um, called foundations of recovery. Okay. And it's basically just to give, get you some clean time under your belt. Um, you know, kind of lay down like the foundations of, of, uh, you know, coping tools, mental coping tools that you can use. I, like, you know, just kind of like a sit around and a, a kumbaya type, 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 uh, pro- program, you know, we had like guest speakers that would come in, you know, and, and, you know, whatever. Uh, then after that, I, I went to, a a program called HVRP and that stand hold that on, stood for hold on, homeless. Hold on, hold on. Let's figure this out. HVRP. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. HVRP. Homeless vaginal retarded pussy. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Go back so to H- it. <laughs> HVRP. Uh, homeless Veterans Rehabilitation Program. And uh, this program, if, you, if you're serious about it, if you do it right, you know, and I had you know, hiccups here and there. Like one time I went on a, on a weekend pass and like smoked some weed, um, you know, thing, things like that. But, but this program really, uh, can help you put, put your life back together. Yeah. And, um, by, by the time that I had gotten out of treatment after 11 months, um, I, you know, I went from having nothing to where I, you know, I had a valid driver's license. I had a car, um, and I, I was, uh, you know, had like 11, 12 months, almost, you know, clean time under my belt. Um, I had, you know, rebuilt relationships with my mother, with, uh, with, with family and, and things like that, you know, and, and I was getting ready to reintegrate, you know, back into society. Um, <clears throat> but the entire time that I'm in this program, once a month, I'm coming back to go to court over the, over, um, the, uh, charge I was facing from when I initially went to jail. Cause I yeah. told you I bailed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a, I had a veterans representative that was going with me to court, helping me try to fight this case. Um, <clears throat> and I ended up getting a few charges dropped. Um, but oh, when it was all said charges. and done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Can I guess? So <clears throat> can I guess? Yeah. All right. Got into a fight. You broke I'm a bottle. A, I'm gonna take a wild guess and just say drug charges. Nope, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it further <laughs> than that. All right. You got in a fight. You broke a corona bottle, right? It has to be a corona bottle because it's Mexican, it's made to become a knife afterwards, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be a little sharper than a fucking Miller Lite bottle. Um baby mama, I'm gonna say that baby mama um she was 
Not doing too well on the block. Not making your money for you. Okay. Stabbed her twice. Only twice, though, but she lived. And they were in non-vital areas. Okay. And cops showed up. You had you had only open hand slapped her, but you did stab her with the Corona bottle. But you had something in your pocket. How close am I? I feel like you have read the court documents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I get it. You know it. You know it. I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. His fucking mind yeah. is just on point with everything. I watch a lot of Law yeah. and Order. I'm basically Ice Cube. Or sorry, Ice T. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Ice sorry, but so, uh, Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, um, you, Zach. Thirty-five. Okay, thirty-six here. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there there was quite a few drug charges and and you know a few other things, but um, I, I ended up getting a lot of it dropped. Uh, and when it was all said and done, I, I went to sentencing and <clears throat> the judge basically told me, uh, Mr. McCary, you know, we're, we're proud of you for being on the right track, blah, blah, blah. However, you still broke the law. Um, and you're going to jail. You're going back to jail. Wow. And, uh, my sentence was, uh, I had to do 90 days in jail, three years probation. And I had to do a bunch of community service. And when I, when I got sentenced, I was like heartbroken because I thought, you know, I've, I, I was on the verge of graduating the program and I thought that I was going to be able to go back to the real world and start fresh and yeah. leave everything behind. Mm-hmm. No, I had to go to jail. Okay, you know, I had so, to go from the program to jail. So you finish the program, you go to jail <laughs> How do you stay clean in jail? I know it's tough. I know people have been in and fucking there's always something somewhere. Um, so. This is, or, this no, wait, is kind did of you, a. Did you stay clean in jail? I guess that's the question. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, but uh, you have to always you have to also think about the fact that um, I was gang affiliated. Okay. Prior to this. We we um, glossed over that BT dubs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say no. I don't. I don't. I know. And, you, I know uh, you don't want to talk too much about it, but there. Can you give a brief synopsis? The Cliff Notes. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Notes. You know, when when I when I got out of the army and went into this lifestyle, I went full bore. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be as gangster as I could be and, and as crazy as I could be. You know, and and I, and I did it. Uh, so I made the very tough and humiliating decision when I went back to jail to serve this 90 day sentence, I went into protective custody. Okay. And, um, because I knew that if I went back, I would have, if, if I went back to general population, I would have to act as I would have acted before I had started changing my life around. And I just, I, I couldn't do that. You, you know, could, I, yeah, I just, you had already I, gone I, so far. Yeah. And I knew that I would see certain people and I knew that I knew that I knew that certain things would be expected of me that at that point and now to this day that I'm no longer willing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and so uh, I went into uh, protective custody um, and served out my time in there. 
Um, but to be honest, when I was in protective custody, I got more fights and it was more violent than general population was. That doesn't make sense. So, well, it, it, it does. If you think about the fact that general population, every action has a reaction, everything that you do is carefully watched and monitored by the key holders and by the, the, the OGs or whatever you want to call them. Whereas protective custody is kind of like every man for himself. Dude, so it's just, pretty unruly. To just group. get a Nazi tattoo and you're protected. I saw American History X. Just take <laughs> off your take off your shirt. Let everybody know what you rep, and then you find friends. I saw the movie. I get it. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've got them. <laughs> okay, so that that brings me to my next question. Before we get into the the final stages of where you are now, okay, you know, but like. I've known you for a minute and whenever I met you, there were remnants of your past life on your body that you no longer have anymore that I can't see anymore. Anyways. Um, And you were even at my drunkest when I would question you, you weren't talking about it. So like what, what is like, what, what, Do you regret any markings on your body that 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 you got out of peer pressure or out of just like this is like to keep me affiliated with some people or you don't have to say what they are. You don't have to say what the words were or anything like that. But like, what was the thought process? I I have a lot of. uh, For instance, I know you had one uh, in your face. Like, what's the thought process? Like, you're in deep if it's on your face. Right. So. Yeah, I I had I had several on my face. you know, and, you know, I, I had a teardrop tattooed next to one of my eyes. And, and when you when you're doing that, you're making a statement right. um, to people. And there was a point in my life where I wanted to make that statement, you know, um, whenever you're doing and, it, are you thinking like, I'm still going to mean this whenever I'm 50? Or are you not planning on living that long? I'm not even thinking that far ahead, dude. Really? I mean, really? you know, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, no, I'm not even, not, not even thinking that, that far, that far ahead, you know, Man. Uh, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to really explain what, what your mindset is at the, at that point. It's, it's just, uh, very carefree and very much just like, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? No, I get it. it. Like, you know, like, I've watched videos of people that had that got face tattoos at like 18 years old and you're watching them regret it and go through the, is it painful (laughs) to get them removed? It's unreal how painful it is. So yeah, the funniest thing you can ever look up, the funniest thing you can ever look up as far as face tattoo removals go. There's a juggalo. That got insane clown <laughs> posse. Man removed? No, he had the whole clown makeup tattooed on his face. Oh, Full deal. God. Eyebrows, lines, smiley face. Permanently That's tattooed. That's leave scars Dog. for that too, right? It's the funniest thing. You can find it. ICP makeup tattoo removal. There's more oh, than one, geez. motherfuckers. There's more than one. Holy cow. It's hilarious. <laughs> Jeez. I'm peeing in a, I'm peeing in a bottle right you, now. You can walk so you away know. and piss again. We're, we're about to hit the climax and I'm, then hit the stories. If you, 
you know what? I want to hear. I'm committed. I got All right, I want to hear it now. Everybody, quiet. Shh. I'm committed. It's too late to turn back. You're gonna fill that bottle up. Don't say that. Oh no. Yes. You missed. First off, yeah. you missed the hole. I've been there before in my car. Are you pissing on carpet or hardwood? <laughs> hardwood. It'll mop up. <laughs> Hell yeah. You look at you look hard. Can you just pan the camera down? See, oh, yeah. it, hey, it's clear, clear, dude. It you can still drink it. Ooh, good question. No, no. Were you ever no, that meth no. guy? What? Do you know about those people? There no. are there are meth people that will save their piss and drink it later I, because I, I, you'll oh, catch yeah, the yeah, rehab. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Because you, you pee a lot of it out. In fact, you can um I gotta rinse my hand off. I should have just peed in the toilet. Hell yeah. All right, we'll Hold play on. some music. We'll play some music. We'll be right back, All fuckers. Right. Target, like you know what I mean. All right. So. Well, it, it's only about th- from where I am. It's only about thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, right on. Fucking All right, Burley, I should have just peed. I, with, I should have just peed with you guys. Yeah, no, Delhi. We saw you piss in, and it made both of us go. Yeah. I, I think I got to piss too. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you triggered but it, dude. I, so I do know what you're talking about when when you're doing meth and you pee. In the toilet bowl, you'll see clouds swirling around in there. And I've always been told, you know, that, that that's you're peeing out meth and that you can reuse it. I've seen TV shows where they raid a meth house and they have mason jars full of piss. You got to yeah. be hard up to start chugging piss. That being said, yeah. <laughs> there's people that pay a lot of good money for drinking piss, right? Look, yeah. I mean, if y'all want to go to my OnlyFans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pissdrinkers.com backslash Rage and Pillage Pod. All right. So where are we at? All right. So you you have you left the psych ward yet? Have you left the psych ward? Oh, bud, we're already to like to when I got out of rehab and I went to jail. Oh, that's stuff. right. Okay. All right. So you went to jail. Yeah, you yeah. went to jail. Okay. So you protective custody. That's correct. Okay. I don't understand where the word protective is if it's that fucking violent in there. That's what's crazy. Yeah, and there's well it's it's supposed the area that I was in um was specifically I, I was housed specifically with other gang dropouts. Um but you know, gangs form within the protective custody world. There's other gangs, oh, you know, for sure, in there, yeah. you know. And, so it's just, dude, it's a freaking, it's a mess, man. It's, and, and, and the, the thing too about jail is um, 99% of the people in there are just freaking losers, bro. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the guy that, uh, the guy that's in your cell, who's uh, the shot caller for the white boys is the same guy that when he's out of jail, he's asking you for spare change outside of the liquor store. Wow. They're, they're all losers, man. I mean, I I can't say all of them because obviously people can change their lives around. I did it, you know, but I also know that I'm, 
I'm not the majority. I also know that I'm I'm part of that very small percent. You know. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people that are stuck um, in that system, man. Do you feel bad yeah, for him? You know. Do you feel bad for him at all? Like, hey, or is there guys that yes just don't no. give a fuck? <clears throat> the people that I feel bad for, well, I can tell you this: I don't, I don't feel bad for people that do what I did. I don't feel bad for people that come from good homes and from good backgrounds and choose to, to make bad decisions. I don't, I don't feel bad for them at all. Okay, um, that- I. I I yep. never like me looking back, you know, yeah, it's easy to say I lost a home. I lost a job. I lost a relationship. I never lost anything. I threw it away by my own choices. Okay. So, but the people I do feel bad for are people like who I was telling you about where they know no other life. They, when they were six and seven years old, they're watching their parents shoot up on the couch. I do feel bad for individuals like that. Yes. Because they know no other life. Uh, there, there were guys that I was on the streets with that, that they found out that, uh, you know, my parents took me to Disneyland when I was a kid and we went to like sit down restaurants like Applebee's and stuff. Yeah. And they thought I grew up rich. They thought, they thought we grew up rich because we went to restaurants and went on vacations as a family mm-hmm. because they, they don't know, no, they don't know nothing else. You know, they watch, they watch TV shows like, full house or something you know where it's a semi-normal family in a decent home and to them that's like an unobtainable dream and you'd be surprised how many people there are like that that's what's crazy yeah yeah i work i work in i work in a neighborhood like that where you just see it like there's probably people that in the neighborhood that i work in that have never been five miles away from their neighborhood Here's Dude. something. Okay, here's something so. I found out. Here's something I found out recently. I watched a documentary about Compton. Right? They predict that like seventy five percent of the people that live in Compton have never even seen the Pacific Ocean. They're right there. Yeah, I believe it. They're right there. Yeah, I believe they it. They just don't leave their neighborhood. Yeah. So. I, I ran specifically um, with, with a handful of guys, um, but four of the guys I ran with were two sets of brothers. So it was four guys and two sets of brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the sets of brothers, they were one of those ones that, that grew up homeless, literally were homeless as children, you know. Um, and one of them had been to Stockton one time. Stockton's like an hour away from us. I only know about Stockton because the Diaz brothers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and like they had no, never traveled, you know, and, and uh, yeah, just never, never left the neighborhood, you know, because it's just about survival, you know, I guess. I don't know. But um, so I'm in jail, you know, for my second stint and I'm actually finally serving my sentence and while I'm in jail, um, I have a veterans representative that is coming to meet with me kind of on a regular basis. And the VA saved my life, dude. Um, you know, uh, you know, started, started with the rehab. And while I was in jail, this veterans representative would come and meet with me. Like I said, you know, every other week, you know, something like that. And 
the day that I got released from jail, I had a place to live and I had a job waiting That's on awesome, me that he dude. had set up. You know, what's funny yeah. is I have a few veteran friends and they always bitch about VA, but it's free. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the VA. If you, if you wanted to get yeah, like hospital I, work or surgery or something, there's a long wait. I get it. There's a lot of veterans, dog. Yeah. But it sounds yeah. like you had the. That's something we didn't ask from the moment you walked in and you talked to the counselor. How long until you were in the 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 rehab house or the halfway house, I should say. That night. No shit. Yeah. I don't know. California's got it down. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. And, and, and I've heard all sorts of horror stories about the VA. I could tell you stuff with me with the VA that, that that's frustrating. Um, but I, I can only speak for myself and, and I could tell you that, you know, they saved my life. I, I think that there are a lot of things that they can improve on, but there's obviously, you know, a lot of stuff that they're doing right as well. Um, trying to get in better light here for you guys. No, you're uh, good. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, and, and these, these guys that are, that, you know, have the homeless veteran on their, on their sign on the street corner and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know, man, there's help out there. I, I, I think that you just have to know where to find it and be lucky enough to, to find it at the right time, you know? And it sounds um, like you fucking, you hit it right at the right goddamn time, dude. You know? <laughs> like, dude, and, yeah, for real. And, and we, we, we'll get to why I think that happened uh, here in a little bit. I, but I, I can tell you that I was, from the moment that I made the choice to, to change my life, I have been nothing but blessed. I, I can tell you that. Well, um, heads up. I just so, want you to know where we are on time. We're an hour and a half in. Just want, I don't want your wife to be like, I'm me, me and Josh already talk. I, th- I said, I think tonight we're going to go a little long because we all have questions, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're and we're, we're getting to the, towards the end of my story and I still want to do the segments. So fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and, and I'll wrap it up because really there, no, there's don't not much left. Do, so let's, I, let's, let's do it the way it's supposed to be done. Okay. I don't want to, Okay. I don't want to waste yeah, any. Yeah. I, here's the deal. Whatever you do, write your book. I want to be like, we had it first, bitches. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, let's get to the part where so, you got uh, the, the dick enlargement surgery. Let's, let's do that part. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need another one. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Asian guy didn't understand. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so where where are we at now? Where are we at now? Where So I'm out of jail at this point. You got it out. You you fared well? Yeah. Minimal violence? <clears throat> no, I actually got more altercations in protective custody than I did in That's what's population. crazy to me. What is what is, all right. Is, you know what? It's because you're white. I get it, dude. I get it. You know, we are a pro white <laughs> podcast. And I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> well, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's cause, uh, I don't know, dude, in jail, if somebody's getting down, you're getting down too. You know here, what I mean? Here, here's my yeah. question to you. I, I know you basically just from us being drunk on the internet and, and talking shit at right, two in right. the morning. Are you a mouthy guy? 
Not at all. Really? Okay. I, I can admit I'm a Not mouthy a guy. I mouth off a lot, you know. Yeah. I, my yeah. mouth has gotten me into a lot of trouble. So you're not, you kind of stick to the sidelines until it's necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I take, I take pride in getting along with everybody and I take pride in, in being extremely respectful. Uh, that's, that's me, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, yeah, I can see that in you, Josh, you know, uh, just from what little, you know, we, we've, we've spoken, Thanks, but Zach, um, Fuck but you. There, there is, uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> oh, 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 well, Burley, I could definitely see you being a mouthy bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's definitely me. But, yeah. uh, it's probably because it's probably because I'd get my ass kicked a hell of a lot more than uh, you would. But oh no, I'm really well, I'm like well, a, it, I'm like a squirrel. I'm gonna run away really fast. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've always been the type that. Uh, I've always just wanted to be everybody's friend. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. That's me. I just, I just yeah. want to be a friend. And I think exactly. that, I think and, that's uh, how we became friends so fast. I didn't even have to call you gay online for you to join the pod or the, the, the online <laughs> oh lives. Usually whenever people don't join on lives, I'm like, Oh, you're gay. And then they joined. I don't even think I had to call you gay. You just joined. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a whole you know, different thing. <laughs> And I've, I've also been humbled and when it, when it comes to, uh, since we're talking about physical violence, you know, um, it, it, I experienced a lot of violence, uh, in the military and, and it wasn't necessarily something I wanted to see any more of after I got out. That's understandable. Uh, but also like I've had my ass completely stomped. I've yeah. been, I've had the shit beat out of me before, you know, and then I've also beat the shit out of people. And I was the type that any time that I was in a physical altercation where I left the other person hurting, I felt terrible. I, I, I like, I wanted to pick them up and like, tell them I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean, you know, like I, I I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a, a confrontational, angry, like That's macho me. type of person. I'm not like here's that, a but weird, here's if a I have to be, I can flip that switch. Here's a weird question for you. Like, this is how I am. Yeah. Whenever I get emotional enough to fight, my eyes start watering. It looks like I'm crying because you're so mad. Yeah. That, yeah. So is that yeah. something that y'all have ever experienced? Like you're so mad, your eyes are That's, watering up. Yeah. Every time oh, for yeah. me, every, like, yeah. so, so I catch yeah. shit later. Like you were punching that guy and crying. I'm like, I wasn't crying. It's just my body, <laughs> my body doing its thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want it. Yeah. Well, well, you, you, you know what? Well, you have to think when you get to a point where you're willing to, unleash physical violence on another person with your bare hands mm -hmm. imagine the emotional overload that you're feeling mm -hmm. like you know what i mean have you when, ever when you used a weapon point, when fighting say it again have you ever no used comment. a weapon while fighting whether it be a chair that's or something gosh. no that's him that ain't me that's all your question um And then, well, I mean, you know, in the army, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. That uh, doesn't also, count. That doesn't count in a, in a, in a, in a civilian situation. Uh, I'm not going to speak on that. Okay. My, my whole deal is I'm always, I've never have, I never have. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it like that. Like I never have, I've had thoughts of it. I always carry a knife, but my, my, my thought process on it is if I introduce a knife 
to a fight or even a chair or a pool stick at a bar, I'm introducing, hey, now you're allowed to use weapons. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? Yeah. I would much rather just us go fist to fist, foot to foot, best man wins, yeah. that type of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I carry a gun I, my, a lot, my, my you t- know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I carry a knife ev- everywhere I go because as a man, you know, a knife is a tool, a knife is something. You 100%. Know. Yeah. But I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now in my life that – if I have a confrontation with somebody that is so bad that it comes to violence, I'm doing something terribly wrong. If I'm disrespecting a person so bad that they want to fight me, or if I'm putting myself into a position where I'm being so disrespected that I want to fight somebody else, I'm screwing up big time either way. But what if you're just so you know, awesome so, and they're jealous? That's my problem. <laughs> what if what? What if I'm just so awesome and they're jealous? That's that's my problem. It's <laughs> oh yeah. Well, dude, Burley, if I was you, I probably wouldn't be able to leave my house. Exactly, dude. I, it's like dashing well, good You know luck, those you, you know, know those sucker fishes and fish tanks. That's how they are aiming for my dick. Mm-hmm. I'm like swatting them off constantly. <laughs> 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 yeah. Do they hang off it like yeah, this? Yeah, they just hang off just <laughs> <laughs> like that. It's, it's, it's constant, dude. This is my life. It's a terrible life to have. I got to pee again, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Actually, are you good, Josh? We'll talk. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Go piss, dude. All right. Hey, then, when, then when I get back, we'll wrap up my story and do the segment. Hell yeah. <sighs> All right, yeah, because my wife's gonna be on. Oh, we're yeah. good. Hell yeah, brother! This has been a great fucking show. Who's yeah, still watching? Real. Is anybody still? I mean, you, we got you got us on. Uh, be right back. No, I don't. I'm just asking. Oh, do you want to go piss? No, I no. Uh-uh, I no. was just gonna say something. We got a few people watching. Nah, <clears throat> say what you want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to say what I want to say. I'm making. I'm making it in the notes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So who's Emmanuel Slade? How are you? Who are you, Emmanuel? I'm looking at the chat now. I don't get a chance to look at it that much. It's on my screen, but I'm too focused on the story. Oh hell yeah! So what do you think? Yeah, are you are you seeing the the stuff that I'm adding to the notes? I haven't. I, I haven't it? looked at the notes at all. Okay. Okay. Well, because I created another one to and say maybe <laughs> clips. Goddamn, Zach! You walked away yeah. for ten seconds. Everybody bounced. They'll come back. They always do. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that was, y'all are pissing quick. I felt like I'm taking forever to piss. You got to check your prostate. But once so, I break the seal, yeah, it's game over. You got to check your prostate, D. I'm telling you. Get your old lady clipper nails yeah. root around in there. Press that button. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, good. I'm good. Listen, guys, you never lived until. You never lived asked. until. She doesn't want to. Yeah, they never want I'm, to. But you I'm know, not real big on it either. But Yeah, you ain't tried. <laughs> I'm a, I ain't tried. No, I'm a I huge proponent no, on prostate play. I will put that out there. Anyways, all right. So where are we at? Let's wrap this bad boy up. Now, actually, you know what? We can't wrap it up too fast because now you you got a different part of your life now. So yeah, yeah. So so like like I said, I get out of the army. The VA helped me get a place to live. Um, helped me um, get a job. And from that point, I basically just 
was going to work, focusing on staying clean, focusing on um, completely cutting myself off from individuals that, that I knew before I moved to a different town. At this uh, point, how many and, temptations uh, are heading your way as soon as you get out? Honestly, not many. That's good. That's and good. the reason being, and, and, but the only reason, um, when I was in rehab, one thing that always stuck with me was, uh, people, places, and things. A yeah. lot of people will do this rehab for a year and go back to their old house, hang around with the same old people, do the same old thing and think that they can stay clean. I didn't. Exactly. I literally texted the people that I used to run with and I told them, I can't hang out with you no more. Please stop texting me. Um, because wow. you, you cut off everybody. To. Wow. Okay. That's, man. Yeah. Because that's what you wanted to do. Right. Right. I, I wanted it more than anything, you know, yeah. um, there, there are still, there are still places in my old town and people that if I were to run into them, I know it would be a bad day for me because I'm now, not only am I not on drugs anymore, I'm now a, a gang dropout, <laughs> you know? And I that's mean, why you want to uh, move farther away from everything. What, which one is yeah, probably you know, the most, so, which one's probably the most detrimental? Like, are you going to be more inclined to use, or are you going to be more of a weird situation as a, as the, uh, gang and, dropout? And, yeah, and then like trying to get, I, I think, I think, trying uh, to convince you to get back into the game. I, I think, I think more inclined to use. Yeah, that you was know, gonna be was, my next was, thing. Was the biggest. Thing. That's gonna be my next thing. I know. Whenever I went through my phase, there were certain movies I couldn't watch anymore. Is there things that you can't watch yeah. now? Like I assume Breaking Bad. <laughs> um. <laughs> But like, oh yeah, yeah for, for, I mean, for me, not, the, the movie Blow, I can't watch it. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. 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 I've watched I it like a hundred um, times. <laughs> not, not so much anymore. You know, I, I, I don't think so. I, and it, I am so far removed from the person that I've been describing to you guys over the last two weeks. Yeah. That when I, when, when I'm thinking back on these memories of me being in jail or, or me, being homeless at at the park, it, like like I said in the original video that you saw, uh, Burley, like it doesn't even feel like they're my memories. And I get that, I get that. Like but a, the, there's got to be some you know sort of trigger. Mean, it, there's no trigger in there anywhere that like makes you like, oh man, like because I know that there are for me. And, no, and you know, yeah, and, and well, I, for me, there, I'm sure that there is somewhere, but I I can't really put a finger on on what it may be, and and the reason being is I took my addiction so far that yeah you lived it harder me, than I did, ever did when, yeah right when i think of doing meth i'm not thinking about the good feeling when i think of doing gotcha. meth i think about being homeless yeah when i think about doing meth i think about my arms oozing pus when i think about doing meth i think about coming down and being suicidal that's what comes to mind for me you know, and so there's no, there's no urges. I can, I can sit around and I can drink six beers and not think like, oh, I want to go cop some dope. Now so so that my, doesn't you know, trigger you at all. I'm, it never has. No, that's awesome. No. dude. You know, that's fucking no. awesome. So at least yeah. you have something that you can like kind of relax with. You know what I mean? Like, like that's yeah. what's awesome. Cause no, a, no, a lot of people have this. to cut it all off. Uh, another big, 
another big thing is, is, um, like I said, I left all those people behind. Yeah. Now, if I was drunk, if I was drunk off my ass and I walked into a garage where all my old buddies are sitting around doing dope, I can't tell you what would happen. But I'm never in that situation. Yeah. So you, I don't you, allow myself you're, to be in that yeah, situation. You're smart enough to stay out of those situations. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I would never allow myself to be in a situation like in that. In regular anyway. life, have you run into any old acquaintances? Or have you been lucky? Um, yes and, and no. I mean, I've had a couple guys that have, um, you know, added me on like Facebook, like, hey, Zach, glad to see you're doing good. I'm doing good, too. I'm working full time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, hey, man, you know, that, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. You're not trying to, you know, I'm glad you've been clean. You know, I'm not, no, Yeah. you know, and they know that the, the weirdest situations have been people that went to prison while I was still in that life. And they're just now getting out recently. I've had two guys that just now got out of prison, but when they went to prison, they were my homies. And then they just got out within the last year and they've tried contacting me and I've had to tell them like, Hey man, I'm not, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that same Zach anymore, dude. Like, don't, don't call me. Don't try to hang out with me. I'm not going to tell you where I live. Like, you know, is that so, so that that's been weird. I don't, I don't know if it's the same. Is it the same with you Burley? with, because I kind of have people from high school that are doing the same thing. Like, like I haven't talked to them and they haven't like asked to hang out with me or anything, but they've, you know, like they've hit me up on Facebook or something for, you know, for some money or they're like, hey, do this cash app thing. Um, oh, no. If if you knew me, and, in high, if you knew me in high school, I'm pretty much the same burly. If if I wasn't your friend, I was an asshole. Yeah. Well, see, so. <laughs> I, well, but see, I was I, like, I actually was this guy's friend and he actually he went to jail for some. Now, I've never looked him up or anything for actually what he did. It was just stories, but it was some pretty rough shit what he did. And and he was on drugs and doing some bad stuff, and he got out after I don't even know how many years, and then like did good for a couple months, and then got back into it or something. Now he's okay or something, and then just like a couple months ago, did the same thing, like hit me up for some money and i was like dude look i haven't talked to you since since way before we graduated and you're asking me for money for the third time i'm really good about when i get messages like that just leaving them on red (laughs) like that's all i do that's well he was like he was like calling me on facebook he was caught Block he em. called me. Yeah, dude. I've had people do that. Did it over and over and over. On again. Facebook, can you block them? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, uh, for the podcast, Josh runs the Facebook because I don't understand Facebook. So if they have an option to block them, just fucking block them, dude. I you could. I mean, you can. But I have to I, assume I you live far enough like, away from your hometown. You're fine. I was just like, <laughs> I'm. I guess I was kind of nosy too, and like. Well, let's see what this motherfucker wants. And then when it came down to it, that's exactly what he wanted. And then I was like, okay, no money. Can't do it, dude. Can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Not even gonna not even gonna play your game. So yeah. how do you end up back in the church? 
Actually, you know what? Do you, oh, no, wait, hold on. No, I skipped ahead. I just remembered your story. How do you end up back in church? I was about to say with your wife, but you met her in church. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so like, like I said, after I get out of jail, I'm, I'm slowly, little by little, improving my situation. Yeah. Um, you know, a better job here and there, uh, a better living situation. Can, <laughs> and, we get a, um, can we get a timeline on this? How long? What's the timeline between now and you get now? So my wife and I started dating in May of 2017. Wow, that's recent, dude. Yeah, I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll be married four years next month. Wow, okay. Um, okay. And, and I think I had gotten out of jail. You think? I know you. Okay, know well, I can date. tell you this. Come on down. I know you know that yeah, fucking no, date. <laughs> no, I dude. It's, it's all. It's all such a blur. I could tell you this. I went to rehab, um, like, like February of 2015. I did 11 months, and then I went to jail, and then got out. So early 2016. I, I don't know. You know, Within early 2016. Year you found your wife. You know how awesome that is. Yeah. You know, yeah, hold dude. on, Zach. Calm fuck down. Hey, listen to me. Calm fuck down. You know, wife. You know how awesome that is. You found a wife in a year. That's amazing, dude. And you're all still together. That's yeah, fucking amazing. Congratulations, brother. That's fucking dope. And she's my best friend, dude. She, um, I, she's she's incredible. That's fucking you know, dope. I've seen. I've only seen a picture of her. We've never talked on the lives or anything like that. But she's fucking sick, yeah. dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, um, so like I said, I'm kind of like that, just working my way go, up in a better situation. How does that go in the dating period? Do you have to like, do you have to do what we just did on the podcast to her? Yeah. Probably in more yeah. detail. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So my wife, uh, you know, her dad's a cop. <laughs> Whoa. Holy fuck. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, so she had uh oh okay, well let, let let me get to that. So so I had um so when I got out of jail and started, you know, working, kind of kind of building my life back up, you know, um I had thought, you know, may, maybe I I might want to get back into church, you know. I I feel yeah. like at that point I at that point I knew that what I was doing was a pivotal was pivotal in my life. I I knew that 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 point in my life, whatever it was, I knew that it was important that I was going to be making some important decisions for my future. And, um, I knew that, that maybe I didn't want to go to a church like, like the one I grew up in because we, we had talked about, you know, about how that was for me last week, but my grandparents, um, on my dad's side, my dad that had killed himself, went to church, just a regular, regular old, old, uh, Christian church. And so I started going to church with them. And, uh, that's kind of when everything came full circle, full circle for me, you know? Um, and I, and at this point, you know, I was like in my, I was 29 years old at this point. Um, cause I remember my wife and I started dating right before my 30th birthday. So I was 29 years old at this point, you know, and, and I wanted to, 
I was thinking like, dude, I'm, I'm almost 30. I need to get, I've wasted a lot of my life. I need to get freaking going. If I want to have a family, if I want to have that normal American dream, you know? And, uh, so, uh, my grandma and one of my friends had told me, Hey, you should, you know, this girl at church, I know that she's single and, and, uh, you should try to talk to her. So I freaking talked to her and took her out to coffee and, and here we are today, you know, but, um, it, uh, it turns out long story short, uh, her dad and my dad, when they were in their twenties were very, very close friends. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Because my, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a whole nother long story. I won't, I won't get into it, but her dad and my dad, like I said, were very, very close friends when they were in their twenties. And so he obviously knew who I was. So when I asked her on a date, I still had my mm-hmm. face tattoos and stuff like that. And she was extremely hesitant. And my father-in-law now, uh, you know, he told her, Hey, you know, give the guy a chance. I was friends with his dad. He comes from, from a good family. And we went out to coffee one night and, and that, that was it, man. You know, how'd you do it? Cause I'm imagining old tear face, Zach walking up being like, what up mama? How's it, how's it happening? <laughs> oh, dude, I was scared to death. I was so nervous, dude. Uh, I was so nervous, man. I was completely out of my element cause she's a good girl. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, uh, so I, her, her and I start dating. Um, and I went hunting with her dad, you know, and asked him if I could marry her while we were out hunting. And I figured he'd either say yes or shoot me. And he said, yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, I know and, that's something uh, that we I, wanted, we wanted to talk about briefly for sure was we know you're yeah. a hunter. I know Josh wanted to definitely mm-hmm. talk about it a little bit, you know, Hey, what, what's your, what's your yeah, go-to? Um, what's my, what? What's your go-to? Like, what do you, what do you like to hunt every year? So I just started hunting this year. Oh, okay. So yeah, I am a new hunter. I am a new hunter, but I am absolutely obsessed. My brother-in-law as a Christmas gift for last year, he took me on a guided hunt. Oh shit. And we went up and shot pigs and, and, uh, we shot pigs and I, and I shot a nice, uh, mountain sheep. Uh, earlier this year in March. Wow. You went, yeah. yeah, Y'all are like for real, for real hunting. (laughs) Where did did you go to hunt uh, then? Uh, in the central coast, California. Hell yeah. Wow. So uh, whenever I go hunting, uh, it's, uh, me and my buddy at three in the morning, getting into a deer stand, (laughs) popping beers and then waiting for the feeder to go off and the deer show up. So it sounds like you actually went. <laughs> That's hiking. not illegal. <laughs> yeah. See, well, out, out here in California, well, and we've been deer hunting every weekend. I'm taking this weekend off. I'm taking next weekend off, and then I'm going to hit it hard again. Um, but you can't, you can't uh, bait. You can't have food plots. Nothing like that. You got to get out there and, and get them. And then, just freaking a couple weeks ago, I missed a big old buck with my bow at 50 yards. It sucked. Oh, you're a bow hunter too. God I, damn. I bow quit, hunt. quit being better than me. Fuck you. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm not. Have you? Okay, well, have you ever killed a deer, Burley? Because I haven't. Oh, I have, but I've I've hit it in the fucking shoulder, and then it had to have my friend blow its face off. Because that's all that was hanging off. <laughs> yeah, oh, my, my no. scope was a little off. Hey, 
Are y'all ready to get into these Rage and Pillage questions? All right. Yeah. Let's take a quick piss break and then let's do it. All right. I got to piss like a racehorse. Okay. All right. Okay. Can I just tie up real quick? Um, yeah, for sure. Well, don't say that. Rehab. That's the wrong word to say. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Don't say you're going to so, tie up real fast. <laughs> so, so just, just to end, just to end it all, uh, my, as, as far as my story goes, yeah, you know, the, the VA saved my life. Uh, rehab is, is really what, <clears throat> what helped me get clean. Um, getting out of rehab, I, I believe uh, 100% that getting back into church is what really brought my life full circle. I, I met my wife, made some incredible relationships there. Um, do you have and, any uh, accountability partners I'm, now? My fam, my, my family, yeah. you know, like my brother-in-laws and, and stuff like that. I'm very close to. I know that um, a lot of people, when they get out, they but, get like a sponsor and accountability partner, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I dude, that whole 12 step thing never, never sat well with me because like th there are people like that I went to rehab with that would be freaking out that I'm drinking a beer right now. Okay. Gotcha. And, gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. Like, like, you know what I mean? What do you mean? You're not stone cold sober. Well, dude, I'm not freaking snorting meth. Like, you know, Yeah. and, um, and with those AA meetings and NA meetings and stuff, I think that they are very helpful and very crucial for certain people. Um, but you will have gentlemen who will get up at an AA meeting and say, you know, I've been sober for 20 years and I've gone to four AA meetings a week for 20 years. Well, what that tells me is that you've spent four nights a week for the last 20 years still wallowing in your addiction. Yeah. And I haven't touched meth in years. Uh, I can't seven, eight years. I, I don't, you know, a long time. I don't have an exact date. Um, I haven't touched hard drugs, uh, you know, in years. And I can tell you that I have moved forward and I'm living my life to the fullest. And if I want to drink some beer and go on a podcast or barbecue in the weekend, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Here's, you know what, I, I, mean? here's what I want you it's, to do. It's obviously. That's it. That sounds good to me. Here's what I want you to do, Zach. You know what I mean? I, I, I know we, yeah. we've, we've gone a while on this podcast and even <clears throat> same amount of time on the last one. But <laughs> what would you say to somebody right now who's struggling? Because it may happen. You know, this, this podcast is growing. It may. And there may be somebody right now that's struggling. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to them right now? I want you to give your message right now because you've lived this fucking life. Okay. My message to somebody right now that may be struggling or beginning to struggle. If you are dabbling with hard drugs, it will go quickly from dabbling to taking over your entire life and it will destroy your entire life. Quickly. If you are currently using hard drugs, in my opinion, the only way you're going to get clean is by completely separating yourself from other users, from people, whether it's your family or not, you have to get away and you have to get help. If you're a veteran, please go to the VA. If you're not a veteran, please seek county services, city services, whatever you can do. And you have to cut people off. If you want to change your life, you have to cut leeches off. Mm -hmm. You have to. And if you're just enjoying it, if you're one of those people that's dabbles in meth or dabbles in opioids or pills or oxycontin or cocaine here and there dude you better quit while you're ahead because sooner or later you're gonna i couldn't imagine just dabbling in meth 
People do it. And you'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah, I you'd mean, be surprised. Wow, yeah. yeah. Crazy. You'd be surprised. Yeah. All right, dude. We so, are in the uh That's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> sounds good. We got the first fucking draft. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. the lawyers get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the segments, bud. I've been ready for these. Well, that's what we're do we want to do music? Did you set up for music? Are you prepared for music? Yeah, I've got. Okay, uh, okay so hold on. So here on the podcast, I, I've got notes on my phone. Here on the podcast, we like to ask every guest three to five songs to get them ready to fucking party. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is going to get cut out. All right, you're going to have to listen to the actual show. But actually, you know what we should do? We should do the Rage and Pillage segments first and then do the music at the end so I can cut the music easily and it's not so fucking cut out. Okay, let's do that. Rage and pillage questions. Rage meaning party. Pillage meaning stealing. What's your favorite rage moment? Something that you partied so hard that can't get you in trouble for now but it's just a crazy ass story. Give me that, brother. Okay. All right. So this story doesn't necessarily include me partying, but it's a party story. And it's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. Anyways, does it so, necessarily? I'm 18, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 18 years old and I had just gotten assigned to my unit in the army <clears throat> or no, I, I'm sorry. I had just gotten assigned to my duty station in the army. Okay. And, uh, it was Fort Riley, Kansas. And you get assigned to your duty station and you go to like a temporary can unit I, for a few I, weeks. Can I while... interrupt for a second? Yeah. He said duty. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you're, you're here at, at this, um, staying in these barracks for a couple of weeks while you're getting assigned out to certain battalions and, you know, whatever. So here I am, brand new, 18 years old. And I had kind of started talking to these two guys. And they were older and they weren't brand new into the army. Like I was, they were coming from different bases. Like, like they had, for, for example, they had transferred from Fort Benning, Georgia to Fort Riley, Kansas, you know, and they were waiting to get assigned to, to a unit just like I was. However, I was brand new into the army. Yeah. And these guys were a little bit older. They were like 23, 24, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> and I, I'd been talking to them for a couple of days well, one day randomly, and this was during the week, uh, they said, Hey, do you want to go out to dinner with us? And, and we'll go to Hooters and uh, we're going to have a couple beers and, and you can be our designated driver. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'd never been to a Hooters. I'd never been around anybody <laughs> drinking beer at this point in my life. At 18, uh, you know, I was shit. so sheltered, you know, 18. Yeah. <sighs> wow. So, so we, we get in my car and we drive to Hooters. And, uh, I'd never been, like I said, never been to a Hooters, you know, and we're eating hot wings and, you know, having a good old time. And these guys are ordering pitchers of beer. (laughs) I mean, just guzzling beer. And so by the time our check comes and stuff, you know, these guys are, they're buzzing, they're drunk, you know, good. And, uh, the whole time I was worried because I didn't know how to get back to base. And they kept saying, don't worry, we'll tell you. And, you know, this is like 2006, 2007. This is before typing in on your iPhone. You know, you got to know where you're going. And uh, so dinner's over. The check comes, you know, and they said, hey, do you want to go to the strip club? I asked me. And I'm like, 
the strip club, you know, like, oh my God, you know, like you guys are freaking crazy. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's go to the strip club. What the I, strip club was, but yeah. From, from like movies or, or like, you know, that I'd seen at friends' houses, but I did not want to go. I was terrified. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to go back to the base. And by this point, it's like 11 o'clock at night and we have formation in the morning at like six early. And, uh, so they basically don't give me a choice. They're like, you know, you're, you're taking us to the freaking strip club. And, uh, so they tell me we get in the car and we drive and they're hammered, dude, they're hammered. And, uh, we get to the strip club and, oh, oh and they told me, they said, we'll pay for everything. You just got to drive us there. And I'm like, okay, you know, right. You know, we get to the strip club and they pay the cover charge. We walk in and I am completely like, like my head is exploding. I've never, at, at this point, I've never seen a naked woman in my life other than like one of my buddies' dads, like had a Playboy magazine. Yeah. You know? Okay. I'd never seen a, a porno at this point. Like, like, but you were about to say it. And this other was than my buddy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? you know? And, uh, Dude, this was a full, a full, not a titty bar, a full nude strip club. And we walk in and I'll never forget walking in and to the right. And there was multiple stages and to the right, there's a girl butt naked on all fours, you know, twerking. Like I had never seen anything like this in my life. And uh, so we sit down and these guys are ordering drinks, you know, and I'm scared to death. And uh <laughs> I'm just freaking out, you know, well, they like, Hey, you know, we're going to buy you a lap dance. And I'm like, no, no, no. You know, well, they like forced me into it. So they buy me a lap dance and they were doing a special that night at the strip club that when you bought a lap dance, you got a free porno DVD with it. Nice. And, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, freaking. <laughs> so this girl comes and gets me and takes me back and I'm just sitting there, you know, like straight as a, straight as a board. In, your, in your every dick, way well, possible. Your, straight yeah, your dick was too. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like freaking out the whole time. I'm thinking God's going to strike me dead. You know. <laughs> and I come out from the back after getting the lap dance and there's two strippers fighting. It was just insane. You know, meanwhile, these two guys that I'm with are just getting hammered. Yeah. Taking shots, you know, drinking. And I'm just, I'm in a situation that I had never been in before, but, and had never thought that I would be in ever in my life, you know? So we closed the place down. Now keep in mind, I'm stone sober. I'm drinking like Dr. Pepper. Wow. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like 2 a.m. Can I you know, ask one weird question? Down. Do you get paid in the military? Like these guys covered your, your charge. So are they getting paid or? Oh yeah. You get paid. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. All right, every, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every two weeks you get a paycheck. Okay, cool. And cool, uh, how cool, much cool, you cool. get paid depends on your rank and how and your time and service. Oh, all right. I just wanted to make sure that. So, okay. right. <clears throat> so we we close the place down, and um, so we're walking out to my car, and at this point I'm freaking out because it's two a.m. We have formation in like four hours. We got to be in uniform, you know, like in in formation. <sighs> and these dudes are hammered, like can't even you know hardly walk. And my car at the time was like a two door, like sedan, like little coupe, you know, and the two guys I'm with, we'll call them big guy and little guy. Cause one was big, my size and one <laughs> guy was little. So I pull the seat up and the big guy gets in the back because he's the most, he's the most fucked up, you know, and uh, little guy gets in the front. And so 
I, and I have no idea where we're at. We're in a strange city, a strange state. Yeah. I, you know, I have no idea how to get home. Well, North, it takes us South like Carolina, an hour right? to get back South to South Carolina. State. This is Kansas. Oh, I thought you said you. Kansas. I thought you trained in South Carolina. No, that that was my basic training. Uh, where, where I'm at at this point is, is my final duty station. What the fuck yeah. are y'all defending so, uh, in Kansas? Hold on, hold on. What the <laughs> fuck is there to defend in Kansas? Like y'all are well into the country. Just, you ain't protecting dick there. <laughs> no, you know all these bases are just where you train and stuff and get ready for deployment. You know. Yeah, but you know, you know so, what I mean. Uh, you know what I mean. Ain't nothing to defend there. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I'm freaking out at this point and I'm pissed off. I just want to get back to base. Cause I know at this point now we've got, you know, formation in three and a half hours. Oh shit. And the passenger, the little guy is so drunk. He can't tell me where to go. Oh, He's like, turn here, you know, and, and we're like lost. Well, finally I get back to a road where I know where I'm at. So I'm driving and I got no music playing or nothing. I'm just mad at this point, you know, and all of a sudden, I start hearing. Oh, oh no! Whose vehicle? Whose vehicle? Mine. Oh, Mine. yeah. Oh, and I start smelling hot wings. Oh, oh I start smelling gross. hot wings. Oh no! And so I look back behind me, and in the back seat, big dude is sitting like this, all over himself, <laughs> all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it smelled like Budweiser and Buffalo sauce. And uh, any other time that sounds and awesome, I start freaking but- <laughs> out. I'm like, dude. And I'm like, he's throwing up in my car. He's throwing up in my car, you know, and little guy, he's still left up and he's like, Oh, it'll be fine. You know, it'll be fine. So finally I get us back to base. I get us through the checkpoint. I get us to the parking lot by this, by this time, it's like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and we got formation in two hours. So, whew, big guys in the back seat completely passed out, you know. So, me and little guy, who he's effed up too, we've got my seat pulled forward, and we're trying to get him out. Well, he's my size, you know, we dead weight. So he's half in, half out of the car. Oh like half God. of them's laying on the freaking. Uh, <laughs> on the parking lot and half of them's in my car pukes everywhere and like i said i am freaking the fuck out dude yeah and uh i'd have left so, him there i'll be honest <clears throat> i'd have left him dude so so i start telling little guy i'm like hey man we got formation in two hours we just need to leave him i you know at this point i was like at my wits end i had this was the first time i had ever been around i this is the first time i'd ever been to a hooters around anybody drinking to a strip club around anybody drunk, much less anybody passed out. You were, you were pissed off at your drunk friends. I've been there. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. I was overloaded, Bob. Yeah. You were pissed off. Hell yeah. I start telling little guy, we just need to leave him because I don't know what to do. We have to be in formation in two hours and we haven't slept. Well, all of a sudden big guy comes to comes to gets up out of my car and points at me. And says, you were going to leave me. You never leave a fallen soldier and starts chasing me. Jesus Christ. Dude, so I'm like dodging him behind (laughs) parked cars. And he's like, ah, you know, running around, (laughs) running in circles. I I don't, like I said, I don't remember their names, you know. So I'm like, stop, man, like stop. And then he would stop and would pass out randomly. 
Whoa. And they would wake back up and start chasing me some more. So finally, he chases me around the parking lot. I get back to my car. I shut the door. I lock my car. And I run away from him up, up the stairs to the yeah. barracks. I shut my barracks door. I go to bed. And the last time that I've seen him, he's passed out in the grass with throw up everywhere, right? That's the last time you ever and I'm, like, saw him I'm looking at ever? my watch. Huh? That's the last time you ever saw him ever? Two so the last <laughs> oh. time I see him that night, oh, you know, at like two hours, an hour and forty-five until formation time, he's passed out in the in the grass, spread eagle puke all over the place. <laughs> so I get up to my barracks room, and I'm like, "That was absolutely insane!" You know, no wonder my parents, you know, kept me away from people like that. You know, whatever. <laughs> I I lay down and I sleep for like an hour, and I get up, I get my uniform on. And I'm just wondering, like, one, I'm freaking out about my car covered in puke, and I'm wondering what happened to those two guys. So I get down to formation like 10 minutes early, and I'm standing in formation. And just about the time they're about to, st- they're about to start sounding the bugle, I look over, and who comes walking up like nothing ever happened? Those two guys. No shit. Like, good as new. Good as new. They're standing at attention. They go to parade rest. We do PT, push-ups, jumping jacks, running the whole nine yards. And they it was like nothing had ever happened, dude. Like fucking And then after, after PT, dude, like they were like straight up veterans, literally. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, After yeah. PT and everything, <laughs> they, they came up to me and apologized and, and paid to get my car cleaned or whatever. But that, dude... Just that story has always stuck out with me because it was a crazy night night of firsts. That's yeah, that's what it you know sounds what I mean? like. That was your first night to do a lot of shit. That mm-hmm. was that was your yeah man. Okay, I remember my first introduction to the real world after I got out of private school, and I know you lived the same life. So yeah, I I, I fucking I get it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. So the pillage, so, uh, the pillage question, pillage meaning stealing. What's the best story you got that is stealing that won't get you in trouble to this day? Okay. So when I was a kid, when I was a teenager in high school, I had a couple buddies that I would hang out with, and they were really the only two people that I hung out with outside of the church. And um, but they were, you know, me and these two guys. Well, everybody else would spend their weekends like sneaking off to bonfires and drinking beer. Yeah. Our main goal in life at that point was just to piss people off. And we were like really How obsessed so? with watching like CKY and Jackass oh, and all hell that. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. So Man, that. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. We, you, you can't. You can't just skip over that. Josh, do you know about CKY? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Okay, a lot of people don't know about CKY. I've asked them about that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, man, I remember them. When I was a kid, Camp Kill Yourself was uh, pretty fucking yep. wild. Yep. Uh, that's where yep. Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn and uh, Aaron, what's his name? Aaron, yeah. Aaron something. They all got their start there. That was before Jack. Danger Aaron. Danger Aaron. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Danger mm-hmm. Aaron. Yeah. Fucking that's they all got their start yeah. there, dude. You're a big jackass this was guy. This is pre-jackass. Huh? Wait, are you a big jackass yeah, guy? Oh yeah. So secret time, secret time, secret time. My parents would hate that I'm saying this. 
So my my dad's a pastor. My mom's a pastor's wife works at the church. They Your can't, parents were hate a lot of shit. On yeah, well, podcast. they can't tell anybody. My my mom and dad have been on this podcast, um, but they 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 can't tell anybody about this. But they are the biggest jackass fans. They find it to be the funniest <laughs> things they've ever seen in their life, dude. Like the new one came out. They they saw it in theaters. That that's how fucking wow. big of fans they like they are fucking huge fans. They think it's the funniest shit ever, but I'm the only one they can tell. So they they want to talk to me about it in depth because they can't tell anybody else about it. I fucking I'm I'm a right. jackass fan till I die. What y'all think about the newest one? Did y'all oh, watch oh yeah. the newest one? It, yeah, it was funny. It was crazy. It was funny, but it was a lot more dick shit because they couldn't do anything it, yeah. because of the pandemic. That's, yeah. That's what yeah. I told my wife. I think I think yeah, what I, think I, I, I told my wife was like, God dang, if you want to see some dicks without looking at porn, <laughs> just go watch fucking Jackass. Yeah, yeah I, I I thought it was funny. I, I really enjoyed it, but I think that I more enjoyed it not because of how good it was, but more the nostalgia of it. Yeah, like here's 16 the year old Zach was freaking out. Them, like, you know what I mean? Them trying to pass the torch to these new guys, I don't think it's going to work. It's not going to work because yeah, these, these new guys, it's. You grew up with Johnny Knoxville and Steve O and Bam and fucking uh, Pontius and all those yeah. fucking guys, you know? I'm a Pontius fan, like a motherfucker. Like, he's my favorite, dude. dude well, and. And I, I think with all this, the way the world's going, this new, this woke bullshit and stuff, you couldn't, you can't get away with now with what they got, with what they got away with back then. How crazy is this? Did y'all know this? I bet y'all didn't even know this. How many seasons do you think that Jackass was on MTV? Eight, nine, five or six, if I had to guess. Two. I don't know. Two. 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 Wow. <laughs> That wow. was it. But it was such a big part of our childhood that we watched all the reruns and you know, we thought that we thought that it was a lot yeah. longer. <laughs> yeah. The two yeah. seasons. I don't know how long the seasons were, but there was only two, mm. maybe wow. three, maybe wow. I might be wrong. Might be three, but it's no more than three. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We yeah. would have thought five, six years. I would have thought that if I hadn't looked it, it up seemed, recently, yeah. it seemed like it. <laughs> All right, dude. Pillage. Sorry, we interrupted that shit. We said jackass, and I went on a tangent. Uh, yeah, I, I got to get this shit wrapped up before my wife gets home. Okay, Your wife so we pissed. You mean let with, me talk with, to Burley? With, when, <laughs> so with, with that being said, uh, we we were always doing stupid stuff. Now, on air, on record, I will go on record saying that I have dine and dashed more than anybody else in the United States of America. Ooh, I need to hear techniques because I think about it every time I dine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I will give you techniques. OK, so <clears throat> me and my two buddies, we would dine and dash. And I'm not exaggerating. We would dine and dash four or five times a week. Whoa. For, dude, for three or four years. Re repeat restaurants. We took a trip. Sometimes, sometimes there was a couple times that we would hit restaurants twice. Wow. We took a trip from Phoenix, Arizona to Las Vegas 
And we dine and dashed almost every meal. Holy fuck. Dude. Okay. How do we do it? How do we do it? Now, now, now keep in mind, we grew up in Phoenix, which was the fifth largest metropolitan area at the time. So plenty of restaurants to choose from. And to any waiter or waitress that I ever dine and dash from, I'm sorry, but at least, you know, we left big tips because we did. We would leave big tips. So that's, that's Burley's. What you would have to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's his biggest tip. Yeah. So we would work in it. We would work in a team. Here's of three. a tip, bitch. Cut your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. So, so we would work in a team of three and we would all come in one vehicle. And, um, two of us, well, first we would circle the parking lot and we would pick a designated location, a designated meetup spot. And my buddy's vehicle was a little Ford Ranger truck. We're in high school, you know? Yeah. And so we, we would pick a designated meetup spot and two of us would go in and we would walk into the restaurant and you would always want to pick a restaurant where you paid up front, like a Denny's, oh, something like that, where you nice. took your ticket up front and then paid. Not, not where you paid the waiter at your table. So two of us would walk in and they would say, oh, is there two of you tonight? And we'd say, no, we got one more, but he's not here yet. Okay. Meanwhile, nice. he's waiting for us to get our seat. So then we would call him on our Nokia brick phone. Hell yeah. And say, hey, say, hey, you know, Bobby, whatever. Uh, are you almost here yet? You know, and we would make sure the, wait, the waiter, the waitress heard us, you know, so she would think that we came separate. And then he would come walking in and we would make a big deal like, damn, bro, it's about time you got here, you know, whatever. So the waitress in her mind thinks that two of us came and a third person came separate. There's a science to this shit. So I'm, dude, uh, I'm, I am intrigued. This is some George orders. Clooney fucking Ocean's <laughs> Eleven shit yeah, right now. <laughs> dude. So then they would come and they would take our order. And of course, you got to order fat because you already know you ain't paying for it. Yeah. So we would order, you know, anything and everything, you know, and uh, <clears throat> they would bring it out, you know, and we would eat. And then they would ask, oh, did y'all save room for dessert? Well, of course we save room for dessert. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so <we'd, laughs> we would order, order dessert, you know. And then by the time the meal's wrapping up, there was two of us that walked in and there was that third guy, the driver. And you have to make sure that you do this next part in front of the waiter. The waiter would be clearing our plates or getting us refills. And the driver would say, all right, guys, I'm going to head out. I'll meet you at the party and would throw a 20 on the table and would say, cover my tab. I'll meet you guys. You know, I'll meet you guys at John's house. Nice. And then we would say, all right, bro, and give him the high five. Like, hey, man, thanks for thanks for, you know, we're going to hop in the car and, and we'll, we'll meet you over there. And then. Person number three would tell the waiter, hey, thank you. You know, they're going to cover my bill. And we would take the 20 and like, yeah, yeah, we got them, you know. And the waiter is like, oh, okay, you know. So then it's just two of us. Meanwhile, the third guy is getting the truck put in the designated position. <clears throat> and oh, no. Uh, oh, no. so the two of us would have money out. You pull money out or you pull it like, like you're going to pay, you know. And then the waiter brings the, the, waiter brings the tab. And... Uh, the waiter says, you know, would you guys like anything else? And the two of us say, hey, yeah, you know what? Can we get uh, two sodas to go? And the waiter says, you know, say, yeah, yeah. And they go back to get the two sodas to go. Number man, man number one and man number two, then get up with the money in their hand and their ticket in the other hand and walk up to the cash register as though they're going to pay. 
And as soon as you hit that cash register, you take off like a bat out of hell. Boom, you push through the doors, run out into the parking lot, jump in the back of the truck, peel out and pull into the first neighborhood you find and then jump inside the truck and then jump on the freeway and you're gone before they even know what happened. I'm 36 and I want to do this now. I'm 36 and I want to do this now. I hate paying for food. (laughs) Dude, so uh, and if I had to put a number on the amount of times that we dine and dashed, I couldn't put enough. I, I couldn't even tell you over a hundred. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, but I will tell you this. Uh, when I came home on my mid to relieve from Iraq or no, no, this was after, cause I was 21. So it, it, at some point I was over 21. I came back from, from the army to on leave and me and my two buddies met up and all three of us were 21 at this point. We dine and dashed for one last time at an Applebee's. But not only did we rack up food and dessert, we racked up drinks too. Hell yeah. And we did and we we dine and dashed too. Damn. And we thought, and of course, looking back on it now, being 35 and looking back on it now, I'm like, what little shitheads, you know? But at the time, we thought that it was the funniest thing in the world. Dude, we would be driving off dying, laughing. Like we just thought it was hilarious. Dude, I fucking, yeah. I tried so to, I'm dine sorry, and, I had but. tried to dine and dash. I was probably like 28, 29. <laughs> I tried to dine and dash in Applebee's. We call it club apple and late at night, you know, <laughs> fucking club apple. We, I raised up a bunch of drinks and I just walked out, made it to the next parking lot over where my car was, you know, and then uh, me and my buddy got in. And then I get a phone call from another friend. They're calling the cops. You better come back. You better fucking come back. He fucking ratted me out. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker here. I could have just left. You could have said you didn't know me. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, you know. Dude. Yeah, dude. Give you me- know, and, and this was way back. You know, this is 2004, 2003. You know, there was no people with cell phone cameras or nothing, you know, I mean, we were out of there, dude. Yeah. Dude. I want to do that. I'm going to try that now. I have three <laughs> friends that are willing to try this dumb shit with me. <laughs> dude, hit, me your, how it goes. hit your plugs right now, dude. Hit your plugs. How do people pee. find you? All right. All right. Let's pee. <laughs> Cause I got a pee too. I'm so uh, glad you said that. My bad. Yeah, you're good. I'm so glad you said it. We gotta change these musics, dude. We gotta change these musics. We gotta get better musics. Oh, this music blows. No good music on here. We need more better royalty for your music.
anybody even watching this right now? Dude, we're at two hours and 30 minutes, Bob. If anybody is watching this, man, I hope that my story kind of shed some light, you know? I really do. Is Burley shitting? There he is. There he is. It's that, it sounds like yin yang twins. That, it's uh, the gayest shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we say, because we've been running for a while, if we say fuck the music for now and we call it, boys. We need to get right. plugs. We need to get plugs. All right. Zach, how do they so, fucking uh, find mine? you? All right. Find me on Instagram, Brother Max Barbecue. That's B R O T H A H underscore. M-A-C-S underscore BBQ. You can search me up on YouTube, Brother Max Barbecue. Search me up on TikTok, the same, the same thing. Don't even search for me on Facebook unless you want to see a bunch of like political stuff. But find oh, me on yeah, the dude, Instagram, the TikTok, and the let's and let the, you know something YouTube, about so. uh let you know somebody he's huge into the BLM movement. And yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, George Floyd. Yeah, he's. Oh God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. We unbottled a fucking monster. Uh, Josh. Hey well, hey, well, Josh. Just so you know, the only reason I want to move to the South is so I can make the South more liberal. Because you know everybody from California. <laughs> well, yeah, you're gonna bring in your liberal ways. Or that's just what, joking. You are what we're just worried joking. about. Actually, I don't vote. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No. <laughs> Josh, hit your plugs correctly. Go. I'm going to I'm going to try it this time. <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to well, I'm going to say it this time and we're going to see if it works. It's going to be a JDS underscore pit underscore BBQ and that is it on TikTok, Twitter, and I'm not going to say Facebook because Facebook is Rage and Pillage podcast. Hell yeah. For the group and the page. What about your Instagram? Well, you Instagram. didn't. You never said Instagram. Well, Instagram was a given. <laughs> JD's Pit BBQ. Hell yeah, yep. fucking a. Uh, you can find me at Burley underscore Rage on Instagram. That's that's the best way to find me. And then I check the uh, Rage and Pillage Pod on Instagram. Also. The phone number, Josh. What do we got for the phone number? Help me out. Oh, oh my Jesus god, Christ. that's a habit. I have it right here. I have actually. I looked it up earlier, and I was like, I'm gonna remember this shit, and I never did. Uh, settings. Yeah. So if you call two one zero five seven zero zero two nine zero, you get the Rage and Pillage hotline. Call in, tell some weird shit, or just jerk off on fucking the phone. We will play it and we will ridicule it. I wish somebody would actually. Yeah, if somebody had the fucking in and jerk balls, off. For real. If somebody had the fucking balls to call in and jerk off. <laughs> I've been saying it for months. Uh, fucking uh. call in and jerk off. I want to ridicule how you come. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Actually, I I think the phone number is going to be changing soon. Uh-oh. I'm going to find uh. a number that is RAP3. 
the last four digits because nice. Rage and Pillage Entertainment, <laughs> R-A-P-E. You think I didn't plan this Oh, I this thought it shit? was rape with a backwards E. Well, no, our Rage and Pillage Entertainment. You think I didn't I plan it was this rape shit? With a backwards E. No, it's it's rape straight oh, up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rage and Pillage Entertainment. You think I didn't plan this shit, Zach? Come on now. This is all well planned out marketing. Fucking. <laughs> this is why we don't have sponsors. Hey, I'm well, pretty I'll, sure. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Dude, yeah. The last two weeks have been awesome being able to tell my story, but if you guys need a regular here and there guest, I'm your boy. You just fucked up because I think you're going to be a regular I, now, bro. <laughs> yep. I was, I was, uh, I, I already dude. had the text typed up saying, I think this guy needs to be a regular. Yeah. So we have, we have a, a hey, short, we have a short, a month or, you know, whatever, dude, we have a short, short list of regulars, dude. We have a short, short list of regulars. And I think you just made that goddamn list. You, yep. And I think, hey. and I think, <laughs> I think you understand our sense of humor. So this is going to happen. Oh, damn right, Bob. Yeah. Brother, thank mm-hmm. you for being on. It's been a goddamn blast. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good night, man. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Hell yeah, brother. Later on. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. Dude.